particular person that you meet. But in all reality, we all are very unique. So, like, you could meet this, like, you know, like, oh, there's my boss. He's just a typical generic boss. You know what I mean? But if you actually, like, went up and started actually having a conversation with him, it would become more real. Yeah, right. And I wonder if it's just that player interacting with you more and more and more, so now it's becoming... You almost, like, pull them out of an uh, NPC. Yeah. Almost kind of like all the NPCs are real people, and they're also NPCs at the exact same time. Well, if you're thinking of your simulation theory, it's like, well, then it was it was already written for him to engage, engage with you, so it's going to seem more uh, meaningful when you have the conversation other yeah. than him, when you're walking by and passing. But he was destined to be an NPC unless you would have had that interaction with him. Well, maybe he is an NPC, and he's just supposed to have that conversation with you at that moment. But with, with the vibe thing, like walking in a room and... Just picking up on somebody, like I use an example from for Neil. It's like he's one of the ones that that's like on that frequency, and 100%. you meet few people that are like that. That's where I, you know, versus the simulation theory, I think of an attraction, like law of attraction. That's super corny to say, but I, I believe in that element of things. Like we're on a certain frequency, and that's why we find like our brain is putting out a frequency that's attracting like frequencies and opposing lower or high, whatever that doesn't click with us. So it's like, that's why you and I can jump on these podcasts or just be on the phone and have these same thoughts that it's like, okay, this thought will provoke you. And then you throw one back. This thought will provoke you. And then we hit Neil and then Neil's in it. And you meet people that are just kind of on that vibe with you. And I think you just attract those kind of people in your life. What do you think provides the frequency though? The vibration of the vibration of what? Is it written into your actual code? If it's a simulation, but I, I don't think it's a simulation. I think we all, doesn't like, it change and doesn't it fluctuate? Like your frequency? You yeah. Yeah, like if you start thinking like bad all the time and you're in a depression, it's going to be really hard to get out that depression because you're going to be around depressed people. Yeah, and you're going to you're going to pull that or track that to you. Like I think you're going to attract unfortunate like circumstances and events that's going to be pulled to you by just by you know you could change how you could really change your life by the way you look at things. You know, like in a more positive way. Like, I feel like if you're negative all the time and not just like a realist, yeah. but like pessimistic re- a lot, you're going to kind of draw pe- pessimistic people, pessimistic things, I think. Yeah. And if you know, you know, you're on a, it just really it boils down to a, and, and to answer your question, like how it, uh, what draws, what makes the vibration. I don't really know what makes the vibration, but I, uh, from what I've read, it's like your thoughts, like it's so low. You know, we can't even see it, but a thought is a vibration. So it's like, you know, think what you want to be. Yeah. You know, a man is what he thinks he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Very, I think that's, that's powerful there. It's a quote from somebody else. I heard it as a man is is what he thinks he is. Like you, you pull that to you. That's what you become is what you think. I think that may be true, man. I think so too. But it, that's where it's so, you know, with you leaning simulation, me opposing simulation, that's where we came up with all this is that the results are the same. It's just how you look at it. Right. You know, it's either as written like this and it was supposed to happen or I attract what I think. And, and that happens. Like it's this, it, it's really hard to like distinguish the two. They're almost the same. They're indifferent, but they're same with the results. So I think it's just how you look at it, you know. I choose to see things like I am in control. I have free will. I can, you know, it's it's really up to me. And the un- undescribable things, I just leave out to the universe and I put out there to hope that's what happens. You know, like, and that's what I think about. And then sometimes it happens. The only reason I really believe this is because with music. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Because, I mean, you know me before I did music or before I was doing it out here. 
Like, you know, we used to rap and all that. It's like, yeah, absolutely. when you sit back and kind of look at it, it's kind of crazy that this kid from Molino that was obsessed with rap went to Pensacola when there's thousands of other rappers, took their spot, and was able to open for all these big famous people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Really like, I really just thought that. That's why I believe this, because I thought it so hard all the time, so obsessed that I was literally just pulling the opportunity to me. That's all I was doing. Yo, that's wild, yeah. man. It mixed with your habits, which yeah. were fucking shred. My routine. You, you shed it in the woodshed, as they say. Yeah, yeah. And you were doing it, doing it, doing it. And mm-hmm. you, you worked it, too, as well as thought it. Yeah. You matched those two things together, and, man, you yep. got a powerful force at That's hand. what Gary Vee says that I believe. He's like, do you believe in the law of attraction? He's like, kind of. He's like, I don't think you just think you're going to get a million dollars and it's going to show up, but if your actions map your thoughts, then 100%. Then 100%. You got that both working for you. You're obsessed with it and you're pursuing it wholeheartedly. And the whole rule of law of attraction thing is gratitude. Being grateful sends out the highest frequency. You know, if you just feel grateful and thankful for things and all this and, you, and what you're thinking. And I think it was a combination of everything. Like I was almost grateful for every shot I got at any show. Any person I was able to get to come over and be like, hey, dude, that was fucking dope. That was, uh, I was grateful for that. So it's like eventually, and then I would visualize it. I remember being in my bed or telling my brother Dustin, you know, what I want to happen. And I would just always think about big shows, just killing a set in front of a lot of people. And then, and then before you know it, it was just like, I was getting them. I was getting, yeah. you know, 500 people, a thousand people. And I really think that's what it was, man. I think it's, that's what makes me believe the law of attraction is that I feel like I have an example to believe that way. Do you think that some people don't have that option though? That were the simulation where it's like they're NPCs. Almost yeah. like they, they can't even think about something that long and that hard. Could be. That's what makes me like when I say this stuff to people Yeah. and it's like, even if you believe what I'm saying or not, if you just apply it, you're probably going to be happier. You know what I'm saying? If you try to be, and, and I'm not saying I mastered it. Honestly, I've fallen off the path because I've been in a mix of what I'm passionate about again you know what i mean and finding things that i love and uh i've gotten off beat and sometimes i get negative you know what i mean and I, i've seen the results of that like you know you get depressed like when i quit rap like three or four years after that when i kept swearing i was gonna go back and i hadn't yet i got fucking depressed super depressed and and everything around me showed that because i was only bringing that in you know what i mean like that's what i felt and that, that's honestly my two examples whether that's right or wrong if you just applied it i feel like you would see some kind of results. Imagine how Vanilla Ice feels if you felt like that over just like uh, three, three or five thousand people. Yeah. Imagine how Vanilla Ice felt whenever he let all these people down by just making one song. Well, maybe, yeah. That he has to sing for the rest, the rest of, his of his life. Oh man, he really wanted that song. <laughs> Jeez, he's like, <laughs> I just want everything. Just one song is all I'm asking for. Can you imagine? <laughs> Now listen now listen to this now. I want you to really think about this. Could you imagine just going to the store and you're vanilla ice, right? Just go into the store, you just want to be a human being and just walk inside the store and buy some milk. And you go in there and some other random human being walks up to you and goes, Hey, sing that song you know. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Because that's Shit. all they want from you is to hear that ice ice baby. Yeah. Like, Yo, dude, come on, I'm just trying to get some milk. No, uh, let me hear some of that Ice Ice Baby song. Let me get a bar. Let me get yeah. a bar. Yeah. Hey, let you me talk to you just because I know you from the song that you sung. Yeah. That's an extreme level of it. Now, I, oh. I still, to this day, sometimes experience something like that, and it is horrible. Like, I'm sure you get it sometimes. You know, it's like, 
like I did music for so long that people out here, like my community neighboring cities know me yeah. most of the time for being that rapper, you yeah. know, and I've had to live <laughs> yeah. that down and people will see you as like, Hey, you know, rap for us. I'm like, what? Yeah. Or rap for you. Like, fuck you. I'm not just going to rap for you. You know, but I get it. Like he's a uh, monkey in a cage. Yeah, exactly. Like dance for well, me. Just like, just yeah. like, you know, and this is why I'm convinced that JC doesn't go to gallery night anymore because the last time we were at gallery night, we we're just walking down the street right in front of the world of beer. And this guy's got like, hey, oh, make him make a listen. And Jay's just like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. He's like, he's like, all right, man. He's like, all right. All right. Really not good with that kind of shit. <laughs> and I was like, terrible. dang, dog, you got fans. He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you do the math and you're at gallery night and I've done so many shows at the vinyl, you kind of can maybe, you know, you get a good portion of that gallery night crowd. That would happen all the time. Yeah. And uh, I honestly, that might be why, like, I honestly really maybe not at the time when i was doing music was i good enough but i knew i was going to get good enough yeah. and i felt like i could have made something of it, at least make a living off of it, you know so i knew i was leaving impressions on people and i was wanting that but it, at the same time i don't think if i would have been famous or anything like that i would have handled it well i, I have terrible anxiety yeah. i remember opening for kevin gates and people like taking pictures of me and we were handing out cds it was one of the greatest shows of my life i was gonna say that's a big name like yeah. you were you were in the oh yeah we yeah. were doing he was in the, the big thick league of it. Yeah. yeah we did yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony and Jesus. Three Six Mafia all oh but, yeah it was really cool but that was the it, best show of my life and uh, we were handing CDs out and like, people just wanted it I was like oh my god it's happening it is happening <laughs> like I was loving it and these <laughs> girls are thinking I'm famous you know and like you would think how awesome is this right yeah I break out in fucking hives. Like, I get anxiety so bad because these people are like, you know, tag me in your Instagram. Can I get a picture of you? Tag me in your Instagram. And I'm like, I only really have like 220 followers on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And it was just so surreal that I don't know if I would have liked it. Like, when I got off stage and walked to the crowd, like, you know, I do it on a handlebar. I'm chill with y'all. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And that was like one night that I was got the perks of being famous. Like, these people would not stop saying, hey, you know, some of them were cool. They were like, hey, man, good shit up there. But some people were like yo, can you help me meet Kevin Gates? You know, they think I'm yeah. with Kevin Gates. And I was like, ha, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Like, anxiety so bad. Like, it was it was terrible, honestly. I did not enjoy it. And as awesome as it sounds, like, going back, I think that's amazing. But in the moment, I do remember saying, this fucking sucks. Man, could you imagine being Damn. so famous like LeBron James? Horrible. Some people love it, you though. Can, you where, know what I mean? Could you imagine? They wear it well. Yeah. yeah, they do. They're meant to do it. I think. I think so. They're meant to do it. Because I was just thinking, like, to myself, if, like, I went somewhere, just, like, if I just drove to Arkansas, and I got out of the Captain D's, and I was walking in, somebody went, hey, Travis, yeah. what's up, dude? And I didn't know them at all, I'd be like, dude, how do you, what? Yeah. What, are you a magician? Yeah, really. <laughs> to bring yeah. it down to a relatable <laughs> level, I don't yeah. know if everybody relates to this, and I'm not a dickhead, I'm just, when I go to the store, I'm trying to get in and out. Debatable. You know? When you go to, let's just say, Tom Thumb, <laughs> or the ga local gas station, you go in there, what's the one thing you hope doesn't happen? You see somebody. You see somebody, somebody you know, there. and it's not that yeah. you don't want to see him, it's just that we're in a gas station, we did not prepare this, right. I, you know, I'm trying to get out just like you, hey, how's it going, that's about all I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that being everywhere oh that gives me anxiety everywhere you go <laughs> and then you get to lebron james there's not many places on the fucking planet that you can go yeah still. see that's think, horrible you can't even like the way i think about it is almost like you're trying to make a step by step by step by step like it'd be a eight each step being just such a huge massive feeling like you're carrying this huge load right, yeah 
it always got to have like always got to be on. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Especially someone like LeBron James now. Whichever <laughs> side you lean, it doesn't matter. But like how he's so involved politically. Yeah. Like he he's got to be getting it from all, all directions, angles. and it's got to suck. Like it, that's so much pressure to ma- like I got to uphold this now. I got I got so much weight, and I got to uphold it. And that aspect, I admire him. Now, do I agree with him one hundred percent? No, absolutely not. But. He hand he he handles that fucking fame, dude. To be some, you know, single you know parent home from Cleveland, like not Cleveland. Where did he come from? Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who 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 tells you how to how to deal with much? Le- I mean, no, we don't even learn how to balance uh, checkbooks in yeah. high school, much less deal with real Straight reality. Like, yeah, no, dude. He fame. was so famous coming out. He was the biggest thing. Like when he was coming from high school to the ball, and then to say. The hometown hero to grow up in Cleveland, play for what was that team he played for? They were in Ohio. The Cavaliers. No, the the high school team he played for. Oh the whole, yeah. Uh, Saint was it Saint Mary something, or something like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, to go from that then to Cleveland Cavaliers, still in your hometown, and then eventually bring a world championship to it. What's a better hometown hero story? There's not one yeah, really. Right. There's not one. Roy Jones. Amazing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Roy. That's cool. Yeah. Pensacola in the house. Pensacola in the house. Yeah, Roy got. He's got. Uh, I mean, he's one of the greatest. Talk about. That's my argument about like people. Whenever they say you can't make it if you're from blah blah blah. Yep. You Bullshit. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. If Bullshit. you're good enough, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. And that's a, and and Roy Jones ex- proved that exactly here. Hundred percent. Nobody knows where Pensacola is, but this dude was so good. And that's why he always said Pensacola in the house. Yeah, you see his direct quote about that? What did he say? When he was saying, it was like, people always told me coming up that I'd have to leave Pensacola to make it. And he's like, and I did not want to, you know, I didn't want to listen to them. I I was going to make it from Pensacola, so every time I'm in a match, you're going to hear me say Pensacola in the house. Let's go. To show the motherfuckers <laughs> that bitch I did make it. That's a quote. Now, it's not direct, but it's that. It, he's saying that, that's why I say Pensacola in the house for all them ones out there that said this shit wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Damn. You know? Come on. How do you Roy not like Roy Jones, I don't bro. know, man. I think, man, I would rival him, though, anywhere else in the world. In the, in the world, him, Roy Jones for us in Pensacola, like, that's our dude. Yeah. Like, you see yes. that dude out? You're Smith. like, Roy, that's my dog right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He holds it down. He holds and it you know down. What? You'll see him in Winn-Dixie, and he ain't a dick, man. Nah. He's not really an He's asshole. He's the same dude. Yeah, he he walks in that bitch with flip-flops, grabs some Campbell's soup, some bread. Yep. I'm out of here. Uh, oh, yeah, what's Needs up, man? Needs to shave. And that might be <laughs> yeah. the secret, man. That- it's just same. a regular dude. Just being yourself. Yeah. Go in. places in your pajamas, man. Yeah. That might be the I'm secret. I'm down Hashtag with that. Hashtag places in pajamas. There we go. Yeah. Start that might it. be the secret, though, It too. might be. So, like, he just Let comes out. Let him know you ain't and better than him. Exactly. And, sh- and like, they eventually see you so much, and so many people in Pensacola have the story of seeing Roy Jones that, that he's becomes, normalized it. That, yeah. And we think. think about it. And we're so cool about it. We're yeah. like, you know what? Roy Jones just walks around amongst us. He's not untouchable to us. So, therefore, he can just walk and win Dixie, and he gets out, and he leaves. Damn, that's so trippy, that man. He figured it out. Whoa. Roy's the man, dude. And he holds Pensacola down. Think about, like, Emmett Smith, man. He's from Pensacola. He won't tell you he's from Pensacola. He tells you he's from Texas. Yeah. And then Derek Brooks, I mean, he does a lot for Pensacola. but like He just ain't vocal. He's a quiet guy. Yeah, he's not vocal. But, it, like, to he's somebody to make fighter. it. Like, and he's not also. I mean, he's a great Hall of Fame linebacker, but he's not 
you know, greatest of all time. You can, I mean, you can maybe some top ten maybe, but when you think of greatest of all time, you think Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, Singletary, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but Derek Brooks is he definitely is, in there. But just I the fact that he's from Pensacola is pretty awesome. It is. That he would, the, one of the greatest linebackers of all time mm-hmm. comes from the same city, that one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah. And one of the greatest track stars of all time. Justin Gatlin. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what is it about Pensacola that's just Damn. producing these super, super talented people? Athletes. Even better. What's telling these people out there that you can't make it from Pensacola? That's what I'm Look saying. Look at the track record, dude. Even though Emmett Smith's no an asshole and we don't claim his ass either, arguably top The greatest five running back run- of all yeah, time, according to the stats. Yeah, according to the stats. Now, I don't think he's the best, but he's top five. All the best athletes in the world almost come from this one little podunk city yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they come from Miami? Why wouldn't They're they about come to from get Tampa, the greatest rapper. big cities? And they, <laughs> they almost got the greatest country rap artist of all time. <laughs> but that is dope about Roy, though, man. It is dope. Like... He really represents this place. Isn't that weird, though, with famous people, how you like look at them and they're almost like a spiritual figure? Yeah. You're just like, whoa, I know that Like a lot of people know you. That's it. That's what I was about to say. What do you think makes that? And that's what it is. Yeah. It's that I know a lot of people know you. And you've had a lot of people concentrated right in on you at many times in your life. Everybody was looking at you at one time. At the same time. A lot of times. And that's what we look. We're like, whoa. That's weird. You are a figure. You must be special. Yeah. Super special. Special. Because a lot of people know you. I mean, yeah. think, think about how cool it is for that's like. super spiritual. Yeah. Think about somebody from like Johnson, Arkansas. And then all, everybody that from Johnson, Arkansas. Exist. I know. But just say, it's just an example <laughs> of a small town. A small little yeah. city equivalent to Pensacola. Like, they see him on TV. It's like, hey, look, uh, Jose Rodriguez is boxing tonight. He's on the opening card. That you know was a I mean? racist name. That's, if I would have said Mexico, I'd agree with you. But <laughs> Instead, you said Johnson, Arkansas. The <laughs> worst town name We're I've ever heard. Culture, bro. I got to switch it up. I, I think it's Johnson City is a real place in Tennessee. So sure. Tennessee. Add city to Tennessee. it. <laughs> exactly. City. But think about it. When he's Limits. on TV. <laughs> At the end of it. When also. he gets on TV on the main like on the main card or whatever it is in boxing, like everybody's like, hey, man, tune in. You know, whatever his name is, is on. Everybody's watching him. But think about being, doing that, then being the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty cool that we got that in multiple fashions. All multiple the humans facets. that have ever existed. Yeah. They come from this one spot. Everybody. That's weird. Everybody that existed? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying, like, Everybody out of all the people it. who's ever existed, like, that's how they get the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Out of all the, run- out of all the people who could have been, been a running back in the NFL... The one who did it came from an area that we also came from. Yeah, so it's fascinating to so us. So that's what it makes like draws us in. We're like, whoa, dude, look how I almost won the lotto. Yeah, if I could have just been born a little bit to the right, I'd have been that black dude and been able to run fast <laughs> with millions and right. millions. But instead, I accidentally landed on this cracker with a mid with a subpar penis. Yeah, really, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I hang out with them. That's how Me good too. I got it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are like musicians. Well, you were a com- comedian, though. Yeah, Same dude. Trajectory I was going to say. That's true. Yeah. I guess all of our subpar penises uh, put together. That's well, what gives off that energy. It is cool, though, that a lot of people that Except for I Neil. Neil's passionate. probably packing heat. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
probably. Could possibly. <laughs> He's possibly. probably. <laughs> it was like an awkward question. Like, y'all yeah. don't like being famous. I don't want you to talk about my big dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not a floor, Tom. That's a penis. <laughs> oh, man. There's something else I was wanting to jump to. I was going to uh, jump segue right? when we were talking about it earlier. I don't remember what we were saying, though. It was this topic I was wanting to discuss. Can't quite remember it. I guess it was How ironic it is it that people who ride segways, whenever you see them out in public, they are literally causing you to do that with your conversation that you're having with that person at the moment? Because you always say, there's a segway. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Play on words. Hey, yeah, that's Pun? in my that's in my new hour. By the way, rap, if you okay, want to pick rapper. that up at um, TravisBarnes.com. Oh, well, when we mentioned Tennessee, I think I was gonna <laughs> <That> bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do a Segway joke about Segways. Uh, by the way, not at by this the way. point uh, in the night. It caught me off guard. I think it. Ugh. And I'm using yeah. right guard. Well, anybody heard any good music? <laughs> anybody what, heard I, any good music lately? Like any new music? Yeah, maybe? I know that you uh, put something out about Big Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, what made me think about that? Do you dude? say Detroit or Detroit? Detroit is what I say. But Detroit, I don't know. Detroit. I say both, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. I think I say Detroit if I'm talking to somebody who's got like some swag. But if I'm talking to a regular white person, I'll say Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Do y'all do that? That's that. I think so. That's yeah. that. Um, that deep, that deep that south, that, that <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> and, yeah. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit. I think Detroit is more like urban and Detroit. That's damn southern. I think that's like De- I can't stop saying guitar. Guitar is definitely southern. Dude. Oh yeah, you don't. That, that, that's a guitar. Yeah, may, may, or, that's a damn guitar. That right guitar. I wonder what the people from Detroit say. Like, say I just said Detroit. I wonder, I wonder I if they they're say, like Detroit. We're like, in poverty. You know. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we should have asked uh, DJ uh, Portis. He lives there. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. Yeah. Works for Ford. Yeah, shout out DJ. Oh, yeah. he, out. I know he's on uh, on the Big Sean album for sure. Oh yeah, he's he look the DJ looks like he would like Big Sean. Oh uh, man, DJ's cool man. He was like he me and him can go back and forth on hip hop all day. So like, what did you like about the album though? I loved it. He and honestly, like we were talking about earlier, like uh, even though I don't practice it as well as I should with the law of attraction, like how I my belief system, what I necessarily believe, uh, when I hear an MC, a musician, talk about it. And in the same exact fashion that I understand it in, it inspires the shit out of me. Sure. Like, it's just so inspiring to me to start thinking like that. And uh, that's he's a lot of that. He's a lot of that, man. He says something. He's like, why listen to what the odds say when the universe listens to what I say? Like, when he's, the way he says it in the verse, it's so like, it's like, yeah, you're right. Fuck, you're right. Like, I get away from that. I got, I got to remember, man. And I see him and how he just speaks and puts things into perspective, man. I love the album. I love the album. Sounds good. It's <laughs> in the stream. <laughs> he has a song called Blessed. So oh, there's that. It's, Blessings. It's like the modern day um, poets. You know what I mean? That's that's what really these uh, people who uh, do music. Yeah. That's all it is. They the just good ones. They just found a way. Like back in the day, whenever Shakespeare was around, people would just get around and talk. Do you mean rap? Like no, no. I'm I'm talking about music in general. Music all in together. Yeah, because you know, back in the day, people would, like write sonnets, and these poet poets would like perform them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They and it's just like because we love the rhythm when something rhymes, because when it rhymes and it times and that yeah. just feels good to you. Something to, like, about a hear message. That closure. Something about a really good message that dings right does something to you. It's like somebody I can give you a powerful speech and it's gonna affect you. 
but not quite as much as hearing a song that's going to inspire yeah. you. Mm. You know what I mean? When you hear that good song that just speaks we to your soul. Yes. Man, it. We in ready. certain facets, too. Like, if you're trying to get pumped up or Come if on. I'm trying to, like, like patriotic, man. Like, earlier I was feeling real patriotic, you know, about all this stuff going on. And, like, the Toby Keith song. And I don't yeah. even like country, really. Right. But, man, there's that. He's He's got some songs Uncle that just Sam made. Uncle Sam put his name Yeah, it just feels good, man. List. It feels good. And then the one about a soldier. That's a really good song when you listen to it. Yeah, like, it's a good song. But like, yeah, oh, music. Speaking. Well, it's nine eleven. Also, I just remembered. Yeah, that. not that's that's a whole whoa. That we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Right is that is that today? That's today. Yes, no, that's today. Never yeah. forget Tower Seven. Yeah, crazy man. We might as well just jump into that. Let's shit. just jump into it. Yeah, Tower. What? All right, now everybody's Travis, got a nine eleven story. Yeah, Travis mm-hmm. and I know. I'm pretty sure we're familiar with what we think on your. What from what you think about nine eleven? Now you don't have to jump in and say conspiracy. Whatever you really think happened, I want to hear it. What do you think? He's like nine eleven. Neil just recall. got up and walked out of the room. He's guys. like, don't yeah. recall nine eleven. He, he said something about Pat Tillman, and then he got up and he just stormed <laughs> right on out of the room. He walked straight to my room. So <laughs> what he's doing? <laughs> The left tower was bombed. <laughs> uh, oh, no, man, just whatever you exactly think, because that's I, what I'm most interested in. I was uh, I was 21 or 22 going to college at West Florida here. Wow, okay. And uh, shout out to the Argonauts. Yeah, man, shout out football team. Can uh, represent. So they. Uh, so anyway, I was um, going to a statistics course, and. Saw the, on the door that there had been that uh, there that class was canceled. That was that was all it said. Started looking around. You know me. I'm not gonna pick up on a whole lot really fast <laughs> uh, as far as surroundings go. I'm kind of in my own head. Yeah, a good bit. Yeah, like the percentage of uh, that scenario it was not gonna be good. You could have used those statistics. Yeah, I could have. And and then when I looked around and I started putting to like, Hey, there's nobody here. So all these classes must be canceled. <laughs> the school, Sweet no hooky. one is here. Uh, okay. So, you know, that, how do you make sense of that? You know, so is it, I thought is, I'd missed a holiday, you know, okay, so you're I, not aware that, so you just showed up for a regular time. day of school and you're like, didn't no turn on the TV that morning. Wow. No, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it had already all happened two yeah. hours probably before. I did. I just got up and did my thing, man. Neil and just headed down the class. road, and people are just crying at red lights. And he was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, nothing struck yeah. me as odd until I saw that note in the door. And, and yeah, to be fair though, if it, if you wasn't watching the news, you might not have. Known, wow, dude, you know? could you, man? Weird. It's imagine. It's It's amazing that something so you know whether or not you believe it's a conspiracy or not, which we can get into, but that something so tragic happened to this group of people mm-hmm. that we all felt it so heavily think about how great like as tragic as that was to see how divided everything is now i don't remember i mean i know i was young but i don't i just don't feel like there was that republican democrat thing it was like okay no everybody's felt we together. got hit in the 100%. face every one of us got hit in the mouth damn and you know how yes, they all talk you're about right. they, yeah. you got that hive mentality? Yeah, man. They're like we're all part of the same consciousness. Yeah. And moments like that, it's almost like you can feel that. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you think that sucks, and I and I think it sucks also, and you know it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we're hurting I together. I feel good for you. Yes. Because we lost a big part of our 
whole consciousness that is this world, a big part of it went out in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, that did not feel good. Yeah. Yeah, like losing a, a limb or something or right. a piece of yourself. And we have to wait for that to actually grow back with, to generate more people on this thing. Right, man. Yeah. Totally weird. It it, it was uh so I, so I get back. I don't really have any theories on it, honestly. It, I, it was just uh, I just remember the time and how it felt at the time and like um watching the sec, you know, being I got home and turned on the news, saw, you know, the second plane hit about that time, so all this was happening live. I think I thought, you know, that we were going to be um, under under attack for a while. Like, yeah. Like a real, like, I didn't know that it would stop there. Nobody knew. You right. know, you were like, okay, so we're. That was eerie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When everyone, especially you being 21, you're an adult comprehending this. Yeah. I remember being a kid. I remember I was, I was in fifth you grade. You are in the fifth grade? I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, I was in the fifth grade, and uh, I remember I, we didn't know anything. My teacher didn't turn it on or nothing. He was a Muslim. But uh, okay. <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm coincidentally, I'm joking. But no, literally, his name was Mr. Hurley, and it was a cool teacher. But I, I respected his decision. I think now because I feel like because I hear all these like third grade people are like, I was in third grade, and we watched the news all day. Like I just don't think that's the greatest thing for a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would, I would kind a of feel a type of way if something like that happened, and my kid just watched it on TV all day long, right? Rather than him coming home and me breaking it down for him. You or, know what I mean? And oh yeah. Why do we even feel it, it necessary to even tell them about it? Yeah, exactly. Because it does nothing but da- it's going to damper any any everybody. If you when you have a huge loss of life like that, just innocent life lost, everybody's going to feel a weird way about it. You know what I mean? Like if it's that many people, and uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, but anyways, my teacher didn't show it. I didn't know. We end up getting to uh to lunch, and I seen everybody's parents coming in. Like I just thought that. Everybody's parents would come eat with them, you know, at lunch. Yeah. But really, people were going, they were going to eat, and the parents were taking them home. And I remember my buddy's mom sat down, and she was just, like, kind of white trash, but she was cool. She was like, a fucking plane just ran it. Like, we're fucking in fifth grade. <laughs> and she's cussing. <laughs> Swear to God, she's like, a fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> that's, you're good. That says Molina all Yo, over it. Well, I was yeah, in Palmetto, actually. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, they, uh... <laughs> Everybody knows that bitch. Oh yeah. She she was cool as shit though from what I remember. I remember sitting down, she was like, A fucking plane just flew into the fucking World Trade Center and crazy shit is happening. I remember telling me that I was like, I laugh because you know, when you're in fifth grade and somebody cusses, you're like, Whoa, that's all I heard. Yeah. I didn't hear nothing about no plane crash. I just heard you cussing. Whoa, you know what I mean? And I remember getting home and uh seeing on the news and I just I you know, I want to sit here and say that I was, uh, oh my God, you know, yeah. but really I just didn't comprehend the, uh, the weight of it at yeah. the time. Oh, but as a, I've yeah. gotten older, man, like I was watching videos this morning, you know, everybody was sharing them and stuff and I was listening oh, yeah. to the phone calls and man, it put in perspective. Like I really started tearing up, you know, yeah. thinking about it. Like I'm sitting here cause I have a hard time when I hear some sad story, put myself in that situation. Like I, I wish I could stop doing that because it's like almost feel what the fuck is happening. Mm -hmm. But I remember just this guy calling his wife. He's like, I absolutely love you. You know, and I'm on this plane. It's been hijacked and it doesn't look good. And I tell my mom and then I love them. Like, can you imagine that? Okay. See, you imagine that I kind of say one thing about that. And this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Go ahead. But if you're making that phone call to your wife and you're telling her, Hey, I just got on this plane. It's hijacked. I love you so much. I love the kids. All this kind of stuff. Like you're literally yeah, thinking, you're worked up more. You're you're thinking, man, this is my final moments. I'm going to die now. Yeah. Why not react? 
Now I understand that they take, you know, their their mo is they would take somebody real quick and cut cut their throat with a box cutter, so that puts the whole plane in panic. That way you won't you don't want to do it because you're like I don't want to get my throat cut. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, but if you're knowing. If you're making that phone call, hey, I probably ain't coming home. Well, at the why same, wouldn't you just, just get take up your and chances? Take your chances. What and scream? Oh, you come on, get up and try. Get up and fight yeah. back, like you, like they say, you nine to ninety three did that, and that's why they just crash out in the field. Well, that here, here. But why wouldn't they have all done that? Well, a rebuke to that would be because you have you been on an airplane before? Didn't you fly before? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know where the fuck you're flying at? Like, when you're in that bitch, do you no, know but, the direction you're headed? Like, you don't... Like, maybe if I comply, whoever hijacks this plane is just going to hijack until they get what they want, and we're going to land. You know what I mean? Like, I don't maybe know... Maybe you're thinking you're going to hit the ground you know, again. You don't know that you're about to be the World Trade Center bombing. You know? Like, you don't know that. No, Them you don't know that. Know. But what I'm saying is, if you're having that feeling, like, this isn't going... This is not going to go well. Statistically. Right. Like, you you're go. you're making the phone call saying... This is the last time you will ever hear my voice. Well, that's essentially what they're saying. I see what you're and saying. And if you think it's that, then you know that that plane ain't going to land. You but, know there's but no you chance. You want to believe that up. little bit of probability yeah, you in your head that that ten percent or yeah, that one percent. But wrong. I think you got to go with that. That, I, that might saying, be the fight or flight thing, honestly. Yeah. Because that ninety percent and that ten percent is move. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gonna have to show me. Well, maybe the motherfuckers that didn't call were the ones getting up. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Out of the three planes, because I do not believe yeah. that one that hit the Pentagon was a plane. It just it's you not. You don't a think plane. a plane hit it? No, a not plane. The pen- I think a plane. Oh, the Pentagon. Yeah, the Pentagon. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Just the three. I mean, um, the the two that hit the towers and the and the Flight 93 that just crashed. Yeah. It was supposedly going to hit the White House, is what I heard. Yeah. But um, whenever it comes to that, I just lost my point completely. You were getting down that think, rabbit hole. I think you were getting the, at the, it, to think that it was so staged that those people weren't real. Is that what you were getting at? Oh, that's like, what, yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like, holy how are you going to crash that one? But the other two, all the people that was on that plane, none of them had the thought of. Hey, I need to actually get up and do something. Yeah. But the ones on that United ninety three did, out of all those people. Yeah. So why wouldn't nobody? No, I agree with you. That was always that don't make no sense. That to was me. always my go to too. It was like I would stand up and try, but like I, I agree with what you're saying. I think some people might have not. And then even if all those, you know, all that's fake or whatever we want to say, there were people there were in people there that were probably thing. calling their loved ones. You know, regardless if they were on the plane, even if they were in the tower and the airplane hit that bitch, you start hearing explosions or whatever going off, you're probably going to make a call. You know, like, oh, my God, like, think about it. You know, I'm sitting there. Like, I got to call my wife. You know, whoa, shit. I don't I don't have nobody to talk to. Everybody's freaking out. Hey, I'm on this. You know, that really happened. And so, I don't know, man. I don't that know. Shit. My phone be on airplane mode. I could make no phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing. You. That's another real weird. I was like, because I've never been on an airplane that has ser- where the phone has service. But maybe the plane was so low, because I know that's when you what, go down see, on the plane. See, that's what I was thinking, too. That I was is like, a how good did they point. make calls that, from the plane? When you get lower, though, you do. You can get service. I've been, like, where I'm about to land, I get service. When we start so going right down. So right before they crash, I made a phone call. Well, I mean, they were pretty low. The, tra- the trajectory to hit the hit the World Trade Center, they had to been low for at least, like, six miles. Going that fast, you know what I mean? They yeah, but it would have been, like, 30 like seconds, Jay. I don't think they would have had time to make a phone call. I mean, it depends on how long they were low. I mean, that's really what we don't know. We don't know how long they weren't, you know. They, they, yeah, they might not have been 30,000 feet at all, ever. Because they said the planes were just rocking. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's when you're going up. That's when you hit that turbulence. That's when, 
you know, once you get way up there, you're good. But coming up, they're like, you know, you might experience some, you know, it feels weird. Maybe they were like that the whole time. I mean, who knows? But at the same time, I get that I think the shit was a setup. I 100% do. But it doesn't take away the emotion factor for me. Like, I still, even if, like, just say this is all real. It really happened. You know, this was a terrorist attack. The way I feel about those people dying is the same way I feel about them dying, knowing, or thinking that it was all set up. Mm-hmm. I still feel the same way about them. So nothing about anything is going to change my perspective on that. But where I was getting at with the conspiracy is that I do. Like, I mean, with uh, what's his name? You, you you explain this. I'm talking about the money trail. You you know his name and all that. I'm going to let you say it. Well, but, I just got to say real quick before we do go to that, that um, can you imagine for a first-time pilot that he didn't overshoot those towers? Who's to say he was a first-time pilot? I mean, we're questioning everything. He could have flown fucking 100 times. Maybe it was a fucking white... Maybe it was an AI agent, and they didn't tell us we had AI yet. I mean, we can go go as deep as we wanted to go on that, but we got to keep it somewhat at what we know, what we think we know. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, the chances of you actually hitting the buildings... Yeah. That's that's actually pretty pretty tough. Actually, really Because if you're up in the air like that... Wobbling. You know, like the fact that you yeah. can come all the way down to the ground and then maneuver it to hit those towers individually. Yeah. Expert. Man, expert. Like expert. Expert, level. for sure. Expert. Because even to be wobbling like that, you know, you're up here like this. Imagine when you've seen a movie. I don't know if how re- realistic a movie is, but when a plane's going down, that bit looked like he ain't got too good right. of a hold on it. <laughs> You know what He's I mean? trying to pull back so on it. So, like, it looked like it might be pretty hard. <laughs> and it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And so, this motherfucker yeah. just shook it all mayday, the way into mayday, this plant, mayday. this building. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all suspicious to me. I think it was an inside job, whatever you want to think. I think I would almost say majority of people think it's an inside job. I don't talk to many people that try to convince me otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think what it may honestly be, instead of people trying to disprove whether or not it's the the bomb, uh, you know, was it the bombs or was it the plane? I yeah. think it was both. I don't know. I think it was the bombs. I think that they had the bombs in there, and then they sent the plane. That's what I think. So I think the plane actually like hit the building, because a lot of people don't think the the um that they, they think the plane is a hologram. Haven't you heard that before? I think no, I haven't heard that. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't believe that, but possibly. It's all I would never rule out possibility, but I, I, me personally, I don't think that. I think the plane was there. I've heard that from a few people, and I'm like, see, that's where you're going too deep. Yeah, because people were there. There's videos of people, and, and I'm not saying that the, the possibility isn't there. It's always, it, it, with any idea or anything, it's always there. But with the, the camera footage you can see from people recording it happen, you hear it. You hear the whoop. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you would hear it if it was a hologram, too. Maybe. Just like Tupac know. rapping at Coachella? I mean, you'd have to have a shitload of speakers wired all over the place and nobody saw them. Nobody was like, hey, there's a weird, you know, in the corner of this building, I seen a speaker and it was loud. Nobody said that. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? How would they make the sound? It'd have to be something. So I, I think the planes are real. And I, I don't think that's what brought the the buildings down. Like, I think that the plane was, uh, was the capital. Like, it was believe this we're gonna fly a plane in here and we're gonna say this is what brought it down and really that plane hit the the place and sure it's gonna do damage even if like some of it fell down or something i would buy but the whole damn tower you know how big that tower is like the whole tower came down yeah nothing standing completely fucking demolished like i've been to new york these buildings are huge it was the biggest in new york so for a way up here, way up on like the 160th floor or whatever, getting really hot, 
maybe you know i can maybe see jet fuel doing that but from what i've read it's like jet fuel would be really hard to melt them steam steel beams much less 150 feet down well the thing that i don't understand is why wouldn't it just like slowly melt it off you yeah, know almost that's like a good point like if you like light a candle the wa- the candle doesn't just explode yeah it slowly melts away yeah just what? dropping off piece by piece so why would the lead in the building get so hot that the whole entire all of the iron just collapses including the building next door yeah Tower 7 gets so hot that it just collapses. Now, that's really the uh, fingerprint on this whole operation. If you can debate and everything, and they're going to hire people to say whatever, call me whatever. I I believe motherfuckers are paid off. Experts are paid to say the shit they need to say. But outside of all that, it's going to be really hard to convince me that it got so hot in the World Trade Centers, not only did it melt those and send those down, but it melted the neighboring building. The building on the other side collapsed. No fire in it, just being next to it. Why wouldn't have all the buildings caught on fire? Why wouldn't That's another what I one? Yeah. Why wouldn't another one have gotten close? At least had some kind of damage. They're like, look, this one didn't come down, but it got so hot that we're gonna ha- nobody can come in here. We're gonna have to demolish this building on our own and rebuild right here. And then it got so hot. And then wouldn't have the the tower. Like Tower Seven, wouldn't it have got so hot that the building beside it would have caught fire, and yeah, then the building beside of it, and then the building beside of it, and the building beside of it, and just so on and so on? Because yeah. it's not like you have a fire lit, and then I throw a piece of wood on it, and then it gets hotter, right? Yeah. So wouldn't that have happened? Wouldn't the whole city just burnt to the ground? You would think that's where it kind of gets hard not to call bullshit, man. That's what I'm saying. This is the fingerprint. On, this is this is the fingerprint on the whole operation. Now I think. Unless you got something to add, Neil, I was going to say, Trap, this is where you bring, where I want you, this is a good spot to bring in that guy that was on the money trail yeah. thing. You Go have ahead. anything there? No. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Donald Rumsfeld was about to uh, launch an investigation about why a trillion dollars was missing. It was like two point, On September yeah. 10th. And then on September 11th, the people who were doing that investigation, their building blew up. In the you know that's what the World Trade Center was, or it was the Pentagon, one of the two. Something that had something to do with that, and also, uh, there that's was all some, you need to know for me. And to add to that, right. which I was reading in on it earlier, there was another guy. I wish I, I can actually pull it up on my phone if it's not dead. I'm gonna pull it up. There was this guy that invested. In, uh, oh, my phone died. I can't think of his name. But anyways, he invested. Kevin invest- Gates. We'll just use that for Kevin Gates. Prominent figure, whatever. He invested in or he took over an insurance, something with the insurance policy for the place, like a $4 trillion insurance policy with the World Trade Centers. He took that also about two months previous of all of it happening. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, and then him, what was his name? I have a hard time with that name. You do a pretty good job remembering. Dub what? Who? The guy that and that had the that was trying, you know, that owed all this money or lost Rumsfeld? all this money. Rumsfeld. He was the one they were doing the investigation. No, he was doing the investigation. Okay, but how crazy is that? It's like I, I seen that too. It was like twenty eight or two point eight trillion dollars that had just came up missing or something like that. And they something, were about to investigate yeah. it, and then all that shit went down. This was the day before, and then you know, that's like we're going to JC's house to look for a murder victim. Boom, <laughs> the fucking house blows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody else is gonna be like, yo, we were just about to go search. Or J C's about to testify against the president. Boom. Oh, he's dead the next day. Yeah. I wonder like, who did it. Yeah, what <laughs> it's like what's the problem with being 
even if you're not saying it's an inside job, what is the Watch issue it. with saying that doesn't sound right? Yeah, yeah, you can't. There's right. There's no way to around it. There's just too much information now to sort through. I mean, it's a lot. To, it's a lot for people to take in. I think yeah. a lot of people don't want to get into the deep. You know, the deep dive of the these theories. You yeah. Know? But it's. Um, you're right. I think that's it. Is that does that how you feel about it? Most of the time, I most of the time I, I'm you know I'm too, I'm too you know I'm, I'll just see that's delve cool. into other things you know instead of instead of thinking of it like everything's got a like hidden backstory because you, there's just so many rabbit holes to yeah, run down. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> As a drummer, what made it? Like, uh, you film the vibration of banging on something. How did that, like, make you feel to where that's what you wanted to, like, drive after? <laughs> and that's the center. I mean, that's the, that's the big, that's the, that's the heartbeat, you know? That plays this whole thing out, you know? That's our. Is that a hell of a Whoa. question or what? No, it was just he was going on about conspiracy theories about the World Trade Center. And you're like, listen. <laughs> Let's change it. How does a drummer? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> just, I, just, I have to point it out. I have right. to point it out. You're right. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just all I could think about the whole time that you were talking. <laughs> I was just like, man, how weird is it that Neil hit something one day? And he was like, man, that sounds so good. I want to hit well, it again. I want to hit it again. <laughs> well, to get to give a little excuse for you, shout out to old Rick Schlobaum for the uh, shout out, Rick. buddy. Thank you, We man. are drinking the rest of that, man, and we are really enjoying it. So that triggered my boy Travis over there. Yeah, He's looking apologies. at this man like, you are such a damn good drunk. Well, let's fuck it. Let's go. I mean... Unless you want to talk about 9-11 more. It just seems more. like that he's on that vibration. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. he, He's got like that unique vibration. Everybody listening, if you would just go lay down and get your chakras aligned, we are about to go in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also listen to Southern Heartburn. <laughs> and then you can hear Neil and you can, you can see what I'm talking about. But it's just like he feels the vibration of that drum. Boom. Boom. Yeah. And he's like... Man, that feels so good. I want everybody to experience that. Yeah. And then he starts playing that all over the place. Like, what made you want to do that? Um, maybe just to not play a, the drums. You know? Yeah, just to cause you. Yeah, I think it was. Um, you know, you felt a little bit of a. There's a challenge there. Do you want to keep going? Yeah. Always. You know, it's it's a lot. Things have changed a lot in the past few months with playing live and things, but you still, you still want to play. You still play. You still play for fun. That's weird, isn't it? With everything going on? Yeah. Like, just, I, I can relate to you as far as like looking forward to shows and playing live. Like that's a big part of your act. That's a big part of what you do. Yeah. You know, going and doing these shows. And then like, luckily for me, I guess me getting me and out of it and not really, you know, pursuing this anymore too much. Uh, I didn't get. I didn't have to experience that feeling of not look. But if I could take myself back to the mindset of I got a show here, I got a show there. I'm trying to get a book show here. I'm trying. To, you know what I mean? To be said, be told, over, no more of that. Just you know, go ahead and X out the next eight to ten months on your calendar because you're not playing anywhere. That's weird. That that but that's a shock, huh? Being being still to where you're still active in and playing live music. Not only you're a musician, weird. but you're also a bar owner. Double whammy. Boom, yeah, oh, boom. Well, yeah, didn't even think of that aspect, too. Yeah, they Shit. got... They also got, support the groove in Bruton, Alabama. Thanks. Thank you. 
yeah, it's been weird to deal with the come, you know, trying to get back on the trail with everybody, and it's it's so weird, you know. So yeah, we've yeah. been having outdoor shows though, and um, closing. I think we I think we have to stop serving by eleven. So there there's some uh, there's some current obstacles. So at the bar though, you are able in Alabama to uh, to serve and stuff to open up. The bars are open. Yeah. See down here in Florida, they're not right. Not allowed to. Right. Well, that's a good thing because yeah. I'm totally against like. I actually I mean, just saw the bar uh, in Century open tonight for the first time. Really? Yeah. That's, so that's right. That's, they opened up to now where we can open up to a certain capacity. It's like 50% now, okay. which is something. But, man, yeah. I got to tell you, like, I get how scary this was coming off, and I, and I don't even know how you feel about this whole virus thing. And I'm sure I'm not I'm, – don't say it's not real. Anything. It's obviously real. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's being manipulated for other crazy conspiracies. But to stay out of that, I don't agree how – you know, I, I'm saluting the states that are open, that are freeing their people up. It's like, hey, man, I know it's dangerous out there, but I own a bar. And to eat, I need this bar open. So I'm going to take my fucking chances. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, like to the states, they give you that option. Yeah. Man, like, respect in these times because there's a lot of places saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We care so much that we don't want you to get sick. Fuck if you starve. Oh. I, don't, I just don't want you to get sick. Go hungry though. That's a great point. That's yeah. a really great point. Yeah. Solid. That's it's and, that, and that's what I'm saying. The states that are that are allowing it, man. That's you can get to where it's like, oh, you're an idiot, American patriotic nationalist, whatever you want to say. I'm about freedom, pro freedom. America seems to me like it re- represents freedom. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's the bell I'm ringing. I'm rocking with yeah. that. You know, there's a risk and reward to freedom. Safe, pure, 100 safety is not freedom. You're not going to be free. You're you're fearful. Yeah, you might live, but how good is that shit going to be? You know what I mean? Like, freedom is, I really think, and as I see people on Facebook and everything say those people are dumb that think that our freedom is being fucked with right now, I don't care. Our freedom is being fucked with right now, and in the history books in 100 years, I think motherfuckers that are actually saying that shit are going to be the ones that's like, hey, thank God, you know, some of them was saying something because... They were making, they were taking a shot, and you know, and a lot of people believed it. Thank God for the motherfuckers that, you know, what I'm saying. So fuck that whole stupid label right now. Right, I, think I really you might think be totally right. I th- really think that there's a there's a a manipulation of this virus or whatever you want to call it. At the end, the result is is that somebody has taken advantage of this, and it is not good for us. And when they're telling you you can't do what you need to do to do what you you know to your 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 livelihood. Now you're telling me, you know, because now you're telling me to sit the fuck down and figure it out. We'll debate this fucking stimulus in here over and over and over and over. And, you know, fuck it. Don't get sick. Yeah. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Fuck you. Fuck those. Not you. Those fucking people. Fuck you. It's it's wrong. Fuck you. Absolutely. There's yeah, hundred percent. I agree, man. That's what I think. Like, and I almost I'm where where am I? I guess wear a mask. I don't really like it, but I guess wear a fucking mask. But the point that when you're taking telling you what you can and can't do with your job or whatever the case may be, fuck you. You're wrong. You're dead wrong for doing that. That's not freedom. Tighten the fuck up. 
That's yeah. what I think. I'm sorry for going on that super rant, but man, I get work. Like I know that you want a bar, and you're my friend. I care. Like it makes me passionate. It pisses me off. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I don't want to get personal with you or nothing on that. I, I just that's something I'm actually you know sitting across from somebody that's really dealing with this shit. Yeah. It yeah. ain't just me. You know, I get to go to work. You know what I mean? Like that shit pisses me off. Right. You know, but it's good that Alabama. That I'm getting mad at them. Alabama's actually letting you open some. Yeah. That man, you know, just something, at least something. Give me a shot. You know what I mean? Right. And right now, if you're in Bruton, Alabama, go to the fucking groove. Right now, before 11. Here, here. Go to the groove. Get you a drink if you're not from Bruton. Which is also odd because, like, so you can uh, not get the virus at 10, but you can at 11. I thought that was real interesting. I did think that was a real interesting point about it. If you don't look up and see the red flags right now, that's your fucking problem. It's the whole gremlins. Call the the gremlins virus. That's what they need to do. It's It's, it's all pretty self-evident right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty telling right now. Like, it's like, you know, I mean... That's what gives me hope is that so many I can I can talk to Neil about this without knowing his stance on it and know that he's gonna at least fill his part that I'm saying regardless of where you stand on the virus like that's true you know what I mean yeah it's really a problem if I can just shift gears here real quick yeah, go ahead I'll f- Neil the first time that you had an orgy <laughs> now was this Segway after King. a concert music festival <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or was it right out of high school? Because I've heard both, and I've just always been curious of which one it actually was. Man, that was a big swing. Oh, <laughs> big just, swing. Well, to to say before, I, I don't I don't know if I got too personal there, and I, no, I no, apologize I, if I, I did. Appreciate it, man. You know no, what I mean? I know it's really that's real life right now. You know, so I, I don't I don't want. I just had to say that. Yeah, that's I don't, fine. I don't feel bad. But and I got to take a piss. But back to the orgy. Right. Um, matters at hand. Uh, what was the, you know, that's a uh, that's probably in my browser history. I don't know about. <laughs> you seem like a participant of that. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know why. Why would that be? It seems that, like you'd end up in a festival somewhere with a bunch of naked ladies. Yeah, you just have that vibe. Like you've been to a festival for sure. I've done that, and it seems like. You party. That's what it seems like. It seems like you were just the guy. I'd like to hang out and see what happens. Yeah. You know. I bet you were a bit deal. of a wild man back in your younger days. Yeah, I had to, I had some moments, I guess. You know, <laughs> had some moments. I, I, hope to, I, I hope I still have some moments, you know? Yeah. I hope we all do. Like, some, some good times, you know? Do you worry about that for your children? That will they even get to have those wild moments, or will it just be so constricted that they never get to break away for a little bit? Yeah, man, I, that's a big that's a big one. That's a big one to worry about. Um, that one stays on the mind a lot because I feel like we have generally headed more in the safe, be safe, be safe, be safe, be safe. You have to watch out for everybody type mentality. We've had to just keep on shifting that way through the years i don't think it was that yeah well god i mean you go to the right places and you can do anything you know and and people are pretty like your your tribe is out there you know we're not alone the the uh the alternative have homes you know we're they're they're like lots of good people deep thinkers that like to hang out and do 
do what they do, you know, and not be we messed with. We should all get together and just create a community. Yeah, that that I feel like there's all these borders, and that's what that's that's another tool that is is basically laid out against us. You know, we should we should let go of that, um, let go of those walls and try to come together more. You know, I feel like, and I see some of it in the street, but um, I want to see more of it. I want to see. I want to see trust come back in people and, and, you know, just, um, are you saying you want to start hitchhiking? Yeah. I want to see the world. Yeah. Can, okay. Can I jump in on this? I know I'm late, so I'm yeah. just going to piece this together. If I'm not right, continue. Um, you're saying what well, the board is open. Are we talking politically or is this something that's way more lighter than that? I don't know what you're meaning. I don't want to jump in on some political shit, but mm. uh, like what I wouldn't say political. Okay, well that's fine. I didn't want. I was just asking your theory. I, I'd find that interesting to talk about. Oh, so. Okay, yeah, the borders, uh, just the borders that we have between ourselves that don't really exist. We just like um, pretend they're there. Yeah, like Texas and Arizona. Or do you mean like bordering other countries or just states? no? Just like that that keep us separate in and as far as not being able to be in unity as the with world. Each other. Yeah, speaking of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- now this is something I'm really interested in because I don't know where I le- like I'm all for like because people running from Mexico. Like the other point is that people coming from Mexico or whatever, running from whatever world they're running from, trying to get over here. Like I'm all for like, let's save them. You know what I mean? Like don't shut them down. But at the same time, when we open like we were talking about the cartel or earlier. Like we were talking about a referee that was labeled by the mafia, then it went down. It's like, dude, do you know how? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how powerful the cartel? Like, if they're that powerful, like, think about the cartel. And it's like, if we did allow borders, maybe open borders to certain way, change for sure, change the regulations and rules on it. I think we should definitely look at that. But as far as just opening them, I mean, the cartel's so powerful, man. To see, like, it almost seems like, cause, like, what's the only thing keeping them from going further up and being a part of Arizona? They're not allowed to be over here. You know that you can't just jump it. So we're like maintaining them. So what would your take be on that? Because I, I, I really that's the only reason I stand for borders. But in uh human human like human sense, yeah, I wish it was all like I would love that. I would I would agree the same way. Because more missing, utopian, exactly utopian. Yeah. Do you believe that exists? Utopia. <clears throat> Not, uh, not on this, not on this plane. Oh, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so. That's what change. That's what influences a lot of my thoughts on a lot of stances because, in, in a way, I'm more liberal at heart. You know, I'm more like want to accept and meet people and yes. everybody have a fair shake and like I am that. But when it gets to like me accepting, utopia doesn't exist. It can't. Like we're just influenced so much by the bad side. That I worry about when the car, you know, cartel, for instance, jumping from Mexico, like it would just get bad. Good. I almost wonder if it's, you know, because how I am with the simulation thing, I almost wonder if it's two universes colliding, and that's that pushback that you're getting. What? The. I'm trying to follow you. <laughs> I'm trying to follow you. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm trying to put it into my words My boy now. sleeps with a heavy blanket. <laughs> just know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Wake me coming inside. Oh, well, dude. Well, I, Man, I, I get, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to. Um, well, take give exactly me your take on it as far as like what it what we know as it is. I know, like I, I could think like you know the theories. Like sure, I, all that's possible to me if we go super deep. But on just the f- surface level, the only one that we can react to. What's your take on it? What do you think? 
like about the border situation because at heart I agree with Neil. You know, I think that those are just people in another server, right? There we go. And they're and they their um dimension that they're living in and our dimension that we're living in are actually like meeting at a point in this plane that's rubbing against each other, and it can't go anywhere because okay. the energy is just like flowing into whatever we're in right now. And it's meeting at points, and it's causing friction between it. And that's that actual feeling that you can have from going to Mexico to the United States. Whenever you go from the United States into Canada, whenever you even go into from Florida to Alabama, yeah, it, there's like little friction areas in the portal that we're going through from state to state to state. Because imagine if we just called this whole thing the United States, and there were no state names. We just be in one spot. That yeah. would freak us out. Yeah, that like, is man, super we're all in deep. The same spot. So, like to think, like so, let's fractal it up into these little states because it's easier to contain these entities. Okay, so to keep up <sighs> what you're That's saying, I know, I, like I know, we're deep. deep, we're wow. deep. That's what I'm trying. I'm, 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 I'm drowning. Okay, and I feel like this is my job to connect it. Now I'm gonna try to say what you're saying, so you get the credit of people following you. Cause I get what you're saying. It's just super deep. Like, so to say like, well, I'm thinking face level cartel can't get over here. Bad people can't get over here. Things can't be right. Uh, uh, conquered or whatever, but that's all an illusion with this dimension thing to think that that's going to happen or think that even exists. And so to, for it to exist in the simulation, we won't mix. They give us reasons to think we won't mix, but we won't mix because there's really just a dim- another dim- uh, dimension, right? Or another division of they another can't server. Come over here and we can't go over there. Yeah, so that that's super deep. I get what you're saying as far as how deep that is. That's so somehow I don't cool. know how the fuck I'd be following you sometimes. I know, but boy, I'd be all right. I'll be right there. But like, come on, son. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, right. but yeah, I I think and, on and a, what is that feeling also that whenever you go deep, you're like, Phew, that is deep. Yeah. Like, why do we even have that feeling? Because right. you like you can almost I, yeah. feel it yes, in your being, you feel it in like, your chest. like you second you can, you can. guess everything you just said. Like you know, like I know what you mean. Like it's like you're you go super deep, and then all of a sudden you come back, and you're like, oh my god, why would I go that deep? Like people are <laughs> gonna think I'm crazy. That's you know an what actual I mean? energy yeah. that you can feel. Yeah. And I wonder what happens if you can get used to that, hold on to it, and, and harness go it. even deeper. Yeah. But that's where Is you that go possible? psychotic. No, that's yeah. I think in the, you're in, right. the, in this world. That's called like embarrassing mentally mental you, mental you don't want, yeah the first step is like you don't want people to yeah. think you're crazy you know what i mean so you feel bad and you think people think you're yeah i know what you're gonna say Ugh. people think you're crazy so and if you keep going deeper in our world it's schizophrenia but the reason why it's yeah. schizophrenia is because you really truly seen it it's really that that's deep. it i know there's a barrier yeah and eventually you keep on pushing against that barrier and it's going to be like those levees in New Orleans and mm. a bitch is going to break through. Yeah, but And now you're stuck. You can't get out of this other side until you die. Yeah, but, but I think come back. you got to realize at that point because I get 100% what you're saying. If it kept going, you kept going. But you got to be able to have the like the foresight to see that in this world that I am that we I can react to and if I go that deep, I get dismissed. You know, they will put your ass in a crazy home. You are nuts. You sound nuts to everybody else. That's what it is. So, to if you're going to fix things or try your whatever you whatever it is you think you can do, because I I don't see a benefit in thinking that there's nothing that I can do, because that is fucking horrible. Like if it's just you think it's that way, but you're human like, oh my beings God. are but, addicts by nature, and they're gonna they love doing drugs. Yeah, so you're gonna they love doing that it. rush. You know, and some of those people. 
just like a just like heroin or cocaine or something like that they just get addicted to they like the feeling of that going deep all the time yeah. they get addicted to it to the point to where they do it so much finally boom just like getting overdosed on heroin it just overdoses you on reality and it turns your brain off i can't stop thinking yeah that's what happens. Yeah, there's no benefit in going that Those far. Those people are just... Mm-mm. No, yeah. like, don't ever try to go that far. That's there's why... There's no benefit either way you look at you it. You can yeah. bust through, man. Not totally. come back. Yeah, I'm good on that. You can go there, but you can't but come back. But at the same time, there's no determining if that person is actually crazy or he's right. Like, there's you, borders you, even, even in the mind, Even I wouldn't call bro. that. Right, there's me borders even, even. There's borders even in the mind because you can go there, but they can't come here. So there's another border yeah, right but there that's, in the middle. Yeah, but that's an avenue that you... You don't. I mean, you can travel that avenue, but you don't have to because at the end of the day, knowing that doesn't do anything. You can only react to what you can react to. You know what I mean? Like, I get going that deep. I can follow you, but it's like even if that's true, then there's no reason for anything. We are like just you know. And it makes you wonder. To quote Mike Tyson, <laughs> just go ahead and get this shit over with. Right. You know, blow your head off. You know what I mean? Like, so I get what you're saying. It's just that I have a hard time wanting to like accept that. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't like nihilism hope. either. Yeah, nihilism. That's it. That was a word I remember. This was a word that I was trying to remember on like episode nine. It makes me sick on my stomach. I don't stomach know why I think about that. it. Yeah, yeah. I get like get like physically ill going that deep sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's serious, it, man. It's, it's like, toxic to me. Mentally, it's the equivalent to getting really fucking dizzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I just won't go that deep. Like I, I get to where I question and stuff. I like I'm just. I guess I'm just looking for the thought that saves the world is what I feel like I'm doing. Like, I'm just looking for the thought that saves the world. And you know why the reason is that is because you don't remember before you were born. That's the thing. Yeah. To me, that's what makes death easy, though. Yeah, but... That's a comforting feeling. Like, when people think of nothing, they think of, like, a darkness. But actual nothing is not even that. Darkness isn't there. Yeah. You just... There isn't. Boom. So, yeah. man, it's like whenever you start thinking that, your whole inside of your body will start hurting. <laughs> really? See, that makes me comfortable. Not me, man, because it's like, like man, there's know nothing that, else. I mean. This was it. I'll never get to do nothing yeah, ever but again. you don't get to feel that. It's, there's nothing. You don't feel like, just like, okay, when we, what year were you born? 89. 88. How was the weather then? Exactly. It's not going to matter. You're not going to, right now, if you can't, like, you in the thought of death, you feel that torture that is death. But when in death, it's not that torture. That's not there. That's absent. You're not there to question it. Best case scenario, we are all in an energy field, and that's not the case. Because, see, that's why I don't, I don't get on that. That's why I think when Neil walks in a room, I sense him. I feel them. That's the magic of this thing. If there was no magic, then yeah, I would almost accept that because it'd be horrible. But the magic that is me knowing Neil by not knowing his name but just sensing it when we're talking or just around each other is the energy that I'm going to get to hang out with after this bitch. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel I like. I feel like that, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, that, there's magic, though. If there wasn't magic, then yes. If there wasn't magic, then yes. I agree with you. But the the fact that that's a thing, God, the magic thing, it, you call you know, it me, Jay. I was can call it God. You can call it whatever Yahweh, you want to call it. You can it's call that, it though. anything. That's what it is, though. The unity, everything we're looking for, the one. That's what it is. We're looking for God. Whatever we're looking for, what he's talking about, that's God. You you just all the mysterious things about it. You call it to the simple as, damn Jay. You know, I call you, damn. I was just I was where was my dog gonna call me? Then he called me. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. That is whatever we call it. That is that magical thing that is just out there we will never be able to measure it we'll never be able to see it we'll never be able to just capture it 
And if you think about it, that concept applies to God. He's the same exact thing we're talking about. You can't measure him. You can't do none of this. It's just greatness. So if that there tells me there's more magic at the end of that bitch. It gets mad. It, there's some magic. And when there's a lot, like uh, like at a festival, when you're around other people that believe, like a lot of people feel are trying to get on the same wavelength. Yeah. That's a badass feeling too, mm-hmm. of, of safety and security, almost like a, a almost feeling like you know you're going to be with good spirits. Yeah, you feel them all around you, and it's like Warm. I'm never going to. Yeah, Warm. how naked do those girls get, Neil? You know, I, I, a festival is an example. <laughs> Just <laughs> I know, I keep going. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, you feel it's in everyday life. You feel it with your family. You feel it with your friends. Yeah. It's there, but um, I'm feeling it right now. When I got yeah, when I got there, uh, when you get around so many people doing that at in one place and practicing that, the good, you know, trying to, um, throw you know manifest good energy, man. We talk about you and I talk about it all the time. The whether it's been on this podcast or not, sometimes I forget which one is what, but. The the whole that feeling you get when you talk to somebody that you can actually talk to, yes. you know what I mean? Like we got those people in our life that we know it's like ah man, you know, not a bad guy, whatever, whatever. We call them NPCs, whatever they are, they're just not with us on this. But when you do talk to somebody that does, there's a this connect. I can't wait, you know, on the phone or like, damn, tonight's gonna be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to sit with Neil and talk to him. Right. That that is what what it is. That's the magic thing. Whatever, like you said, yeah. it's so hard to find and say what it is. That's God or whatever. You can't capture. We we cannot explain that. There's no words to say what that is. There's no doesn't have a definition. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. It's got to be something. It's right. something. 100. percent And not all the, with all these religions preaching some beautiful stuff, and then some stuff you're like, ah, oh. you know what I mean? It's like somebody tried to put it in words. Yeah, they tried their best. They found out that praying and talking to the universe or Feeling good and faithful was just a uh, alternative to gratefulness. You know what I mean? Like they just couldn't put it in words exactly what you need to do to to unlock this magic. You know, we just keep messing it up. Religion is good, but if you know, you got to take it for that. You got to find the truth in it. See the flawed, the yeah. You, you know, got to separate it. In it. Yeah, yeah. You got you can't be scared to separate it because for some reason, all of them like human nature is to when I find out something like say I was onto something, but then I got you know toxic and wanted to manipulate these people now i'm like thinking what god is like i almost put in words but i also want to fucking you know run a cult you know what i mean it's like and i tell and i will tell you that you're going to go to hell if you do not go by this you know that's a def good defense mechanism for hey don't fucking leave like mine's the best be mine yeah you know what i mean and but there's beautiful parts to it too you know there's beautiful parts which is the truth they're talking about Mm -hmm. it's like if you can pull that cult part out of it grab all of them just put them in one it's like you got it that's it. That's it. Uh, Go live. Run. Welcome back, bro. We've been trying to reach you. You know, it's been a little crazy out here, but hey, bro, when you know it, you'll feel it. And you know it, you know it, and everybody will know it, but you ain't got to explain it to them. They know it. Whoa. Yeah, that's it, bro. Whoa, that is deep. That's it. Have hope. Ooh, the name of this episode is going to be Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a great energy you boys have been My cooking bad. up. You know what I want to say right now? In which I'm and I'm going to give myself, we're already drunk. I'm being aware of you saying, hey, Jason, you got to quit saying you're talking too much. Because I'd always say that, Charles. Yeah. Like, Dude, you got to quit saying, am I talking too much? So I'm over here wanting to say that shit. 
I'm but proud I'm not of saying. No, good. I'm not We're saying. getting these really good rants. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I'm just letting it go. I, I do that it, a lot. Dude. Oh, I love it. I love being a, a, I a viewer. I just don't want to be so deep right now. I feel like uh, y'all just, just... No, I feel like it was necessary, honestly. Yeah. I feel like this is a conversation that's been in the waiting. Well, that... Neil, what do you think about fishing? <laughs> <laughs> to quote my how, boy over here. How's the weather? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could shift gears, man. I ain't gonna, you know, I want to... Oh, I love it, man. I think we're we're we we need to dig dig more into those feelings, you know. It's there. It's really there. And I love putting pieces of the puzzle together. It feels like when you yes. when you're around the puzzle, yep. you you feel it. What do you think the most important puzzle pieces are? Ah, uh, man, that's a good one. Uh, I'd have to say one had to be your your outlook on your you know, your perception of, of everything going on around you. Um, I think, uh, like you got to practice gratefulness. I think to experience any kind of joy, any real joy, family, yeah, people you love Mm -hmm. that teaches you how to be grateful. Yeah. The, when you overlook flaws and you, um, and you help and you, uh, and you try to nurture the best you can, I think you get, you know, you get good, back but um you got to be open to receive it too and so uh you know be you got to practice vulnerability you know i've written that down somewhere but uh i try to remind myself you know that's my biggest problem is vulnerable like i find like i'm not going to get into the discussion my wife and i had but it was pretty personal about another family member yeah it was really sensitive shit and me like my problem with this thing is i don't like being vulnerable like like we joke like jay you ain't got no friends it's like i i you know it's like you and whoever else it's i choose not to want to associate people <laughs> with this man me. literally said two people <laughs> well it's a joke i got more friends and he was my friend but what i'm saying is is that i in a cynical way what my problem is is accepting vulnerability because the only people i want to know that can hurt me or the people that I can't refuse. It's my children and my wife. Yeah. And and the close friends that I let in. But if I open up too much, I can get injured and be weak really quick. Yeah. So if I do that, I'm screwing myself. You know what I mean? So but that's but you're right though. Learning how to just accept vulnerability are the happiest people. They're the ones that love. You know what I mean? And they're so there's nothing you can they're just on this. They reach the level ten out of one out of ten. They reach. That's it. Their their vibration is higher. They're just. It's yeah. That's it. That's my biggest problem. That's my biggest problem. Like I was saying on my wife and them, I was like, you got to write people off. I was like, if they're gonna be like this and they're gonna do that and they're gonna, you know, whatever, whatever the situation was, I'm like, way I feel and I know it's cold for her to accept that. I'm like, I know I'm being cold, but you got to write it off. Mm-hmm. You got to cut it right there and be done with it. And uh, but that's my problem vulnerability practice vulnerability so let you to to go with what you're saying i 100 percent believe you that's the hardest thing is vulnerability yeah man so that so that's one that's one of them anyway (laughs) i don't know i don't know what uh i I don't know if i've got any other puzzle pieces put together i know i'm trying to work on that one um i'm trying to work on um i'm trying to work on the 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 the, uh the gratitude thing uh I'm trying to write stuff down that I'm grateful for now. That's uh, great. I just started that. Just, you know, done it once. But I hope to do it more. Yeah. I've heard people got have gotten good um, 
have gotten out of mental ruts yeah. through doing that. We've so. gotten good results by, mm-hmm. pre- yeah, I've seen, like, people doing that. I've read that. Like, people write down what they're grateful for. Yeah. Put it on your fridge, put it in your wallet, put it where in your office or wherever you're at. They, I mean, you, where you're going to be able to see it more. And the yeah. more you see that, it you un, un subconsciously You're reprogramming. Move. Yeah, your, you're reprogramming your, your whole thing, like what you're seeing. It's so powerful, dude. Like, what we see is, that's why when you look at these conspiracy theories, wow, man, these people wild. are... Yeah, these conspiracy theories that we talk about and stuff, what that is is these people like programming, TV, television, you know, TV program, all Damn this right. stuff yeah. is it, that, that they wiring. know how powerful everything is, yeah. but it's so easy to manipulate because you're so susceptible to things subconsciously and consciously yeah. that we can pray, play on that. We can give you a commercial about a Toyota or about a fucking Rolex and I can, you know, get you, I can make you do what I need you to do in this. If in I show this, it to you enough, you'll in this like world. It. Yeah. I can, and I can make you work and do all this to you and they play on your programming. You know what I mean? So I think yes. it's like as beautiful as it is, it can be used for really bad. We can be screwed. That ain't nothing but damn pop-up ads on the internet. Exactly. When I'm trying to legally stream a yes. football game. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yes. out the crack streams. <laughs> Shout out. Y'all remember yeah. that uh, Chappelle skit where he's walking through the internet and, yeah. and the, the pop I love that. that, that just That's essentially what that. commercials are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, uh, yeah. You're having to go, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's hey, do you want to continue watching this uh, sporting event that you like? Well, you have to watch them pop up ads, just like on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's They're, real. Have you seen Extends today? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the commercials are so crazy. Like I was like I was watching the game the other night and these commercials would come on and whatever whatever I was watching it on that was streaming it or whatever, it would show ad in the corner, like a YouTube commercial. Not like a normal commercial where it's just like playing through, it'd show ad and it'd give me the seconds. It'd be like sixty seconds. There'd be two thirty second commercials. And uh Oh matter of fact, did yes, that happen to you? I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. So yes. I was like, damn. They know the time of these commercials, but too. these commercials go so in depth with their story. Like it's like yeah, I'm driving. I, I'm wanting. I'm just gonna say Toyota because that's what I think of. Like I'm driving a truck, but it's got all this family shit in it that it's connecting me emotionally with this thing, right? And it's making me want to. You know, I'm not gonna go buy a truck, but I could see how it's subconsciously programming you to vote Toyota or, or yeah. vote what these people. At yeah. the end of the day, it is called an ad. This heartfelt commercial is an ad, bro. It's not a motivational speech. It's not some great thing. It's an ad. It's an advertisement. That's right. what's happening. It's like, damn, these motherfuckers slick. You like looking cool. You like hot chicks. Yeah. Buy that Silverado. Exactly. That's a get. This will get you uh. down to the water. Practicing <laughs> water sport, sports. Sports. Right. Yeah, like the like Chevrolet or Silverado or whatever. It'd be like some country motherfucker out there just getting it under the Amarillo sky, as Jason Aldean <laughs> would say. Absolutely. He's out there working, and you know his future ain't promised, but he keep on going. <laughs> you're like, okay, Trump 2020, and give me that Silverado. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's beautiful out that's there. That's rock. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing, bro. And it's funny, but that's really wow. what it is. When you get so deep this man into really it. really went in. Yeah. Huh? That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, though, man. It's the, that's what they do, man. And when you get to like the more like essential, like trying to find the truth thing, you start seeing why that's all being used. You see why? They yeah. do that because you're, it's so powerful to program. It's you can program yourself. Don't they don't want you to find that. Pro- well, think we about program this, man. you. We'll no. tell you what you want. If you really want to yes. feel energy, like people who are on the fence about like feeling people's like energies and vibes, you know there's people like that. They're like, What are you talking about? Sure. Yeah, vibes. That's like 
saying woke. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you whack. ever want to yes. experience this, go to a sporting event where, like, let's say it's a, uh, the Titans or whatever. Go to Nashville and actually go to a mm. Titans game where it's 80,000 people all rooting for one thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And tell me you can't feel so, momentum. You know, it, yeah. Yeah. And crazy. Momentum, man. If you, and as, as a player, if mm. you come down like in basketball or something, you come down and hit a shot, you are down by 10. You come down, you hit a shot. They're, they're bringing the ball down. You steal it. I go and I not dunk it on their best player. Let's go. Let's go. What is that? Let's, you can feel the power. energy right now, just us in here talking about I'm it. I'm getting turned up, yeah, bro. Because I haven't been anything in so long. <laughs> yeah. This, what is a key, that? It's a common theme that, that, that you notice. You keep, we keep coming back to yeah. the theme of, uh, of, of groups, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that you're feeling right. that you're energy right. of, of the group mind yeah. and the hive mind and the you know the collective consciousness yeah of all of us that yeah. are there and everybody's pulling for this thing to happen and that's you, the common you feel monitor. like you're moving that shit to yeah. happen almost like you're willing you're part of it almost yeah yeah you're hitting that three yeah. at, at with zero seconds you know right. you're you're with that happening in that moment amazing i bet to to have been in some of the you know, to be the focus games. point yeah. of the moment. Oh my god! <laughs> and see, I That's think, intense. and see, I think those cool. are the ones who That's can, just break down in the middle of yeah. the flow, I, they can control it almost. That's when they get in a flow state, like a like a Ooh. Jordan or a Kobe, or right. I can. They can just harness the all this energy in that whole building. The world whoa, slows whoa, down, and you whoa, look, whoa. and it's like A, B, or C. Yep. C. A, he's B, real good at a. guessing. And he's good at guessing. Yeah. You fucking right. That's the real <laughs> shit. That's magic, bro. Yes. That's magical. Yeah. And like with the sports one, that's what's funny is because like you comparing it to music, which I can fortunately understand. It's like you compare yes. it to music. It's the, it, it collectively, the, the common denominator is the same. But man, them sporting games when that dude just takes it to himself. Boy, we down. But you know, the city, with the city goes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they just got it. They take it all and they win. And man, that is some of the most f- best times of your life. Yeah. Like if you could think of a high point besides like your children and stuff, but like the high points. Yeah. Being at imagine being at a game with your homies and like that buzzard, you know, your team comes through. Like can't can, nothing can beat you right now. Yeah. I will fight anybody in this world at this moment. You I'll know what I mean? You, it's I'll give you so a perfect good. example yeah. of this. Give it to me. And and we weren't even live at the sporting event, but yeah. It was whenever Conor McGregor fought Jose Aldo. Okay. Okay. And they were pumping this fight up for like a year, dude. Conor McGregor, he's got all that super intensity. And Jose Aldo's this killer who ain't been beaten 10 years. I mean, and he's just talking to him like, I'm going to beat your ass, Jose. You don't even know, dude. I'm going to whoop mm. your ass. And, man, we were in uh, Beefo Brady's downtown. Packed pre-COVID, packed. <laughs> and I mean, people out in the streets watching this fight. Damn. People in the bars. Ole, 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 okay. ole. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? I heard that shit in my ole. head when you said that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ole. So we can't even hear the announcers, dog. That's so cool. I've never been like at a part at a city party like that, but I've always dreamed about that. Right. That's just that a cool, awesome. uh, cool experience. Absolutely, man. Man. And then. They come out. They don't touch gloves. They go back to the corner. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. Let's go. And they come out immediately, 
And Conor McGregor knocks him out in 18 seconds. One punch. Comes in. Boom. I mean, and he's sleep. Boom. Hits the floor. And you know it's over. (laughs) Dude. I mean, it's almost like two waves hitting each other. Oh, my God. Dude, you're hugging strangers jumping up and down. That's so awesome. Oh, man. That's that's really it. That's the best. That's chasing. What is that, that though? That's, that's chasing a, the spirit. And yeah. yeah, that's life's version of chasing chasing the dragon. Yeah, you get that dragon yeah. once, and you're constantly after. Like, I can't tell you. Like, if like I'm not much of a downtown person or going downtown or anything, but if you like, if you could tell me that I'm gonna go somewhere and we're gonna root for this guy together, yes, boy, you're kid, down for my, that. I will be there. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's my greatest. That's literally besides like the cliche sayings of your family and stuff, which yeah. is true because yeah. it's a different love. But man, yeah. being with your boys, watching something happen, and you all rooting for them. Man, there's no. I, I really can't think of anything better than that. Like, and then imagine no, being the guy. Oh that yeah. everyone's rooting for all oh. that pressure. Man, you're like and oh. deliver, and deliver, and deliver, and then you just feel all Special. that energy come to you. Yeah, Special. wow. Oh. Special man. And think about it to tie this all in. Conor McGregor is big on Law of Attraction. Oh, well Damn. said. Yeah, huge. That was a nice He's full huge. circle right You've there. Seen that, have you seen was. the videos? Yeah. Yeah, big on Law of Attraction, dude. Come on. I'll tell you Come what, on. man. That's badass. One it of the is. coolest things that he ever said, I know it's kind of corny, but if you think about it in this way of like anybody who's ever accepted an award, it's just all this like list of people. I'm like, I think my coaches and my father and my – you know, acting coach and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And whenever he won that title and um, uh, Joe Rogan said, well, who would you like to thank? He, or he gave him the thing and he's like, I'd like to take this time out to apologize to absolutely fucking, fucking nobody. nobody. Okay. I was <laughs> like, no. damn, son. Because oh. they were ex- fully expecting that. And oh. he's like, hell no. Suck my dick. That's the element. If we're going to put like, this in elements, it's arrogance. Yeah. 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 I'd like to tell my boss that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. You feel it. You're like, uh-huh. there's something about arrogance when it get like arrogance on this level, just working together, is so annoying. You see somebody that's arrogant that's right. just like on this level. Like, you know, you're just us. It's the most annoying thing. It's like, you dude, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. But when you see somebody that's arrogant on this level and you just accept that he's the shit, yeah. it's 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 a it's a, another factor in there. What it is, man, in this in this realm of like elements, feelings, whatever you want to say, they capture the most. Yes. They get the sadness, they get the underdog. They get the champion. Or so they embody so much embody so many of the emotions of the world. That's oh, what that's makes it. these people special. That's it. That's, thank you. Dude. Fuck, thank Neil. Oh, fucking thank, thank you. you. That was. I felt oh, where you were going with that. So glad you put damn. that in words. Yes. That's exactly what I'm thinking. These people captured the chart of elem or of uh, emotions more than anything, and they put that right into you. And that's what it is. Whoa, man! That because that's why you come invincible. You know what I mean? There's like a moment yeah. of invincibility when that happens. You know what I mean? There's yeah, nobody right. that can kill me. There's nobody that can beat me, you know. Or there's nothing. There's nothing that can will hold this moment, and it That's only lasts for five. Yeah, this, yeah, it lasts. It lasts fifteen seconds, and then then you're just hyped that it happened. 
but like the, that 10 to 15 second mark, whoa, you are at a that level is. of frequency that is unfuckwithable. Yeah. You can't fuck with it. That's the one they don't want you to reach too much because then you can make some fucking things happen. You're right. So let's give it to That's our doses. superpower. We're going to chase it. We're going to chase the American dream. We're going to chase, chase everything because in these moments, we think all this stuff gives us happiness. You know what I mean? It's like, then and they ha- give you doses and then they don't, but they don't show you how to do it. Yeah. They don't yeah. show you how to encompass more. You know you, what I mean? You do get that feeling too whenever you just get off the stage. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, on stage. I, I know being, I remember, oh, yes, this is it. This is the feeling. Well, I was That's just it. saying, it, when you get off stage and you're just like, you want to get out of there like as fast as possible. Like, like for me, whenever I'd be doing stand up, yeah, I would do my set and then I would just like run off to say I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to get out of this building completely. I would just like to drive home immediately. Oh, <laughs> listen, I got something. And people for would you. just start grabbing you, like, oh, that was super funny. Hey, this is hey, I've got a joke to tell you. And you're just like, uh, get away from me, please. I want to get away from everybody, please. And I would just go outside. Yeah. Tell you what that is. If I can take a shot. Remember earlier what we were talking about, like uh, being famous and or whatever, and wanting to get away from that. Yes. Like you, like you went too deep, and now you feel embarrassed or whatever. Right. Like that's a com- That moment is the combination of going out there and giving it every bit of you and killing. Compounded with, I went too deep. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, I went too deep just to, yeah. like, yeah, I captured everybody. I hit the nail on the head one good time, deep as fuck. <laughs> and now, I killed it. You are amazed. I'm trying to get off and uh, off the stage. Now I feel embarrassed because that's that emotion. And uh, then, but oh, at everybody's the same time, looking. You, you conquered yeah. both. Yes. At, the, at a moment's notice, you conquered both. Yeah. Are you drinking two cocks there? Both of them. Just <laughs> blow it out already. My arms are getting tired. Oh, I wish I saw the video going. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. Had a oh, man. had a live request, you know. I was like, yeah. no, nah, I don't think don't think we're going live tonight. T Barn, whatever you brought, bullet bourbon. What is this? Yeah, Front I whisk? got that specifically for Neil because I thought he was a tough guy. I thought he was a tough big guy, <laughs> and he wasn't. I am drunk over here and on that shit. It is very like good. But I do like Schlubbaum's blend over there, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, Schlubbaum, coming through again. Morpheus, you want it. I mean, Morpheus, I, Morpheus juice, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Makes you see reality. I think he'll leave another one. I'm just yeah. going to let it real quick. Let it lie. Yeah. But you're, yeah, y'all make good points about um, all this stuff, and I think that, you know, there's a – what um, – I think more like in a Buddhist theory or mm-hmm. a Buddhist tradition would say would be like trying to find how to live in the moment and be in the now and yeah, not try like that. Well, you were making what you were talking about with the flow state made me think about um, playing little league baseball. Okay, and when I was twelve, I was it was my last year of that certain league, mm-hmm. and it was. Uh, I, I, it was amazing, you know. I did like I I hit incredibly. Like I was, I just had one of those times. In Great my, game, like and they and ever. they and they happened. I I hit that place that you're talking about that zone. Yeah, where I knew that I was gonna hit a home run. Like as soon as I got to the plate, I felt something that clicked. Something and it, and everything slowed down. Like it does slow down, and you don't feel like you touched the ball. Like mm. I didn't feel my bat hit the ball when it happened when I would get in these little spurts, you know, yeah. I just happened to be 
I was completely locked in to yeah. the game, and I knew I had full confidence that I could pull off anything that I wanted to pull off. Mm, that's it, man. I that you you de- a, you describe it so elegantly and perfectly because that's exactly what I'm trying what I've been trying to put into words. Like I'm so glad you saved that because that's exactly what I was talking about. That flow state that you know when you get into the moment of you almost like you have control of it. But yet you have no None. control of it. Yeah, and Isn't you're almost a, watch just watching it from yeah. above yourself. Almost exactly. Yeah, I uh, you know you you make such I hate to say me too on this, but when you tell, say the little league, um, the little league comparison. Yeah, I feel that a hundred percent because I remember I'm gonna say a story. I was in coach pitch. Yeah, and I remember my grandma had gave me this lucky necklace. It was like a string necklace that had a frog on it, like a frog emblem. And uh, it was the championship game. We were down by one. All right. So, in the coach pitch, and he pitched, or the first the catcher saying, like, you know, talking shit to me. You know, as expected, the catchers would always talk shit. But I remember yeah. sitting back. <laughs> but previous to this, I remember rubbing this necklace that my grandma gave me, saying, please let me be able to do this front flip. And I was doing a trampoline. Okay. I'd been jumping on a trampoline at the house. So, and I ended up doing a front flip. So, it convinced me that this was lucky. Right. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually lucky. I was able to do a front flip. And, uh, well, we were in coach pitch. I stepped back and I was like, please let me just hit a home run. Like something outrageous. Because I was small. I was never the big kid. I never, you know, I never hit a home run ever in my life. I was lucky to ever hit it outfield at that age. I remember rubbing my necklace saying, please let me just hit a home run. Please let me hit a home run. And I was scared because this catcher had been talking shit to me this whole time. So I'm, I'm a timid kid. I'm kind of getting intimidated. I just want out the situation. You know? But I'm going to rub in this saying, please let me, let me hit a home run. Let me... Do something. And I yeah. stepped in there, and I hit a fucking home run. Swear to God, this is Damn. all my children, bro. And I remember getting to between first and second base and looking at my third base coach, and he's going like this. And I'm like, We what? got him, Hoss. But, <laughs> but at that moment, I was like, I don't – what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, I'm like, first or second? Do I go back to first? He's about to throw me out at second. What do I need to do? And he's like, like this. And I'm like, home So you didn't even run? know that you had hit the home run? No. Because oh. I never even came close. That was never in my realm of really possibilities. And I'm tying into what he's saying because he was talking about being in, in the control state. Like, it just flows. I remember being in this moment, rubbing that necklace yeah. that I had convinced in my head was was uh, magic, was lucky because I'd done that front flip previous. Right. So I rubbed it, and I hit a home run. Do you I, still have that is, necklace? No. Dang it. No, but all my children, man, I'm not yeah. making that up to uh, to just make shit up. I That is I, I that really happened. I wonder if you can't, if you can't like, um, access the access flow state better when it. you're younger because like, you've got less um, buildup yeah. of, of the yeah. crap that you start carrying Inflammation. As yeah, man. Inflammation. Fuck that life shit. Life inflammation. Yeah. Inf- life inflammation, man. Yeah, we get, to, we get to a point to where it's like we can get at this – like in our head right now, I'm thinking if like if I'm doing some kind of science or equation on how to crack this code, I'm thinking, okay, so at this table, we've discovered that if you can combine, because I feel like that was a pretty good example that we found, if you com- com- combine all of your emotions at some way, some form, or concentrate it, then you reach another level of frequency. So therefore, me, that's more beneficial to me. So if I'm thinking selfishly, I want to figure that out. And then at the same time, you say, well, when we're at a chip, when we're children, we access that without even thinking about these emotions. There's something that we're accessing that's much more simpler when you're children and don't or are children and don't have as much inflammation as a grown adult. Yeah. You know, it's like we're, we need to crack that code, man. That that is it. Like, I think that I really like if I had to put everything on it, I think that's it. That's this. That's the answer. We need to figure that out. 
I, I think there's a lot to that. <laughs> Damn, dude, we went so deep on this yeah, episode. I'm, well, I'm listen, you talking about hippie, you know, uh, real hippies earlier. I noticed that with a lot of people that practice that minimalist sort of lifestyle, dude. they don't carry a lot of excess weight. They don't have a oh, lot of. Me yeah, they're just they're. It's like they they shed all of this negative out of their yeah. out of their systems through these different ways, man, and it's it's pretty amazing, like. I, I've, I've been so close to it, but never really been able to embody what the real, I, well, I think I know where the roots are, but it's just so hard to practice like daily, especially mm -hmm. where we are to be, you know, to try to stay on that deeper level. Stay on rhythm. Yeah. Man, you, when you, when you say the minimalist thing. It's so, it's so, that, I mean, I feel like I'm having a therapy session right now. Go I don't know if you guys yeah, are. Yeah, dude. Please. I don't want to go too far. You. Like, I just, it, I know I'm I'm I've been drinking, for. but man, <laughs> this feels like some, a breakthrough for me right now. He's been drinking like, I'm again. really lying. Like, my wife is like that, right? She's a minimalist. She's so, like, to me, my wife is, she comes across certain ways to different people. But to me, she's one of the most purest people I know because she, she's so authentic that it can be read wrong. Like, she's so blunt about things, and I just get what I'm shooting for with her. And it's like you're saying that minimalist ideal, that way of thinking, kind of triggers something about what we're talking about. And I feel like that's where I benefit from her is because the way she is about things. like Rubbing it, off it, on it's you It's like almost like an, a battery to a like to a flashlight you know what i mean it's like i'm thinking about how to crack this code but i need a battery you know what i mean i feel like i don't know i'm gonna tell her about this part so she can go listen to it and i get some pussy <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you're fluffing it good that's what i was Sounds thinking good. as well I, I know it felt like that but i swear to god i, I kept man. waiting for a happy birthday and yeah, happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> I did that for you. Happy anniversary, <laughs> baby. Shit. I was like, geez, Shout man. out. I know that sounds whack. I know that sounds whack. I hate saying this. I'm being too open my, with y'all, I man. love my wife bumper sticker See, on the back is, of your truck. This is why I don't get open with motherfuckers. <laughs> this is why I'm talking about that vulnerability thing I got an issue with. Yeah, boy, hanging yeah. back, this boy, coming don't, through now. Don't it's coming it. through. Hey, yeah, there's, some, there's something about uh, a deep respect that you can get for a man who knows that he's going through some emotional stuff and doesn't say anything about it. Because yes. you're like, man, I feel you because I don't want to hear about it and I know you know that I don't want to hear about you it. You know some real Because I wouldn't want to know about it if it was me saying it to you. That's what I think about. I mean, man, we getting gay, bro. Tell me if I need to stop. Nah, I've been drinking. That's how I feel gay. about you. I feel like you handle your shit really good. Thanks, man. No, nah, I know you hate this and I don't want to say it, but that's how I feel about things that you get, like things that I would find upsetting with the day. Or whatever, I can call a try. You know, hey man, fuck it, bite down that mouthpiece. You know what I'm saying? I I I feel like I got that from you. You yeah. know what I mean? And applied that to my life. I See, that's you, cool. I think right you handled that good. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, no real shit. But I, I hate getting I hate getting the sentimental. That's okay. I like, You've never given me a compliment. Man, I feel like I got. One. I feel like we've been getting drunk and we got we Neil definitely here. Definitely got three. This, maybe we've got to fill. And ladies and gentlemen, three. you don't know, but that just came from the star of the show. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, oh Inside man. joke. Inside joke. Uh, uh, we got to fill them in. I got to say, you don't put me on it. Okay, go well, for I, it. Well, I was a dick one day. <laughs> I, I had been having a bad day, and I called Travis, and I acted like I do everything on this podcast. I was like, I'm this motherfucker, I'm this motherfucker. And I didn't ever, you know, I wasn't considering anything. I was just getting mad at him. And uh, 
he was, yeah, he just told me, it was like, hey, motherfucker, you, what are you, the star of the fucking shit? You know, he, we, we talked about it, but it was a joke that is like, you know, after I felt stupid after what I said, because like, I was being quite irrational yeah. about how mad I was. I was just really taking out frustration on him. Right. You know what I mean? So, and then I, I mean, he was like, <laughs> it was just an ongoing joke about how I think I'm a star of the show or some shit. <laughs> okay. I, 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 that, I, was, I might be drunk. I feel like I had to explain that so you No, I, I was cool. Because so many things that he says, so it goes over my head. I'm like, okay. Just, well, he's throwing them out. Yeah, he's just Man, we got to switch gears, man. I'm getting over here getting been drinking and talking too <laughs> it's much. It's good, man. though. That's Jason's going to crawl under the table here in a second. Whatever, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, I'm just being for real. I feel like tomorrow I'm be like, hey man, let's not drop that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that dread. I've had that dread. Went too like, deep. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that dread on a couple of them before, but not this one, man. That's, so That's <laughs> great. One. I just I'd be like, are they really going to release that tomorrow or Monday? And I'd be like, oh, I, they damn sure did. They did it. They yeah. they, they um, dropped it, motherfucker. Trust me, if it was up to me, we wouldn't have dropped a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> just be real with you. He's the one that tells me to drop them when I don't. So that's how you know. I see that in my friends' couples. Like you and your chicks seem like y'all are supposed to be together. Mm, Like whenever I look at y'all, I'm like, "Yep, that makes sense." And the same thing about Neil and his wife. Yeah, I see them together, and I'm like, "That totally makes sense." Yeah, but then you can see other people, and you're like, "Why y'all?" Get together. Like, this all made no sense. Yeah. Well, I can say the same for you, both of you guys. I feel the same way. Yeah, it just, your your, your relationship situations seem to fit so well within your life. Like, yeah. and it be, it seems to be an important part of what, who you are and how you approach the world, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'd say the same way, what, to, to go back to what you're saying, like, I see people that are like, I think, you know, me and my wife or whatever, Neil and his wife, and you and your wife, like, I see it, and that, that almost, to bring it back, is like, almost to me, like a simulation, it's like, yeah. how did he get a story that's written perfectly right. cohesive in him and him, and I, pe- I meet these people that have these stories that are so cohesive with each other, with their, with their significant other, you know like, what I mean? And it's like, oh, me too. That me makes you, too. yeah, exactly, and you're like, damn it. I feel like if I'm saying this, I'm lying because I'm just trying to, you know, what I'm putting up what you're saying. But that's real. But you know, so that's many real. people who are married who that don't, hate the other person. But they're not oh, sitting yeah. They cheat on them. They, you know, but they won't get, they won't split up. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because they like the comfortability of seeing somebody at their house or if for a financial reason or whatever. But I think you get that is just so odd to me. That that's how you're going to decide to live your entire life. Oh, yeah. And misery. Yeah. Like, uh, it's really, man, it's like, it's another sad condition of like humanity. It's like a routine comfortability. You know, there's something about that. It's our that worst trait. Exactly. Getting comfortable. We, exactly. Yeah, Cause when you're uncomfortable is when you find shit. You know what I mean? It but, is. Yeah. God, y'all are hitting it on the head. Well, I, I, I can't. Well, I, I hear, tell my wife I, about I, anal all the time. There but you she go. won't buy She won't it. go Get with it. Get used to it. You'll find yourself. <laughs> she okay? says she's comfortably numb. Oh man, there we go. I have become so numb, I can feel you. Yeah, no, I feel you. That's uh, that's not what I was. I was saying Pink Floyd. I was singing Linkin Park. Yeah, rest in peace, Chester. That's just Banks. numb. <laughs> I thought, what'd you say? Comfortably numb. Oh, I thought. Oh, I was singing. You said how depressed I am. <laughs> You immediately went to a guy who. Uh, I'm so glad you cleared that up, Travis, because I thought I heard two different songs. Yeah. And I'm so glad you confirmed it for we're, me. We're getting better at li- not leaving too many people on cliffhangers all yeah. the time. <laughs> Probably our number one complaint, honestly. 
<laughs> we're getting there. We go on these tangents, hit all these topics, and they're like, oh, go back, go back. Oh, they never go back. Yeah. No, uh, we don't go back. No. I'm, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying our thinking. best to time Yes, together. we are that, if yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I've enjoyed tonight. I think we've. Uh, this has been great. Yeah, honestly, man. I've been looking for this kind of podcast for a while. I mean, not saying it hasn't happened, but you know what I mean? Like, there's something special about, uh, to me, these podcasts. Like, sometimes when I regret the ne- what I said the night before, usually it turns out a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, usually, but I hate opening, you know, go ahead. Okay. Thank you for opening up, JC. You. You're welcome. Like a, like a Neil, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna come at you straightforward with a question. Let's go. And if you're not allowed to talk about it, that's okay. And I think we may, and I, and I think we've done this before. I think we've done this before. You're gonna try to every time, though. I know, <laughs> but <laughs> until I break, <laughs> Neil knows there's a haymaker coming. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about psychedelics? Yeah. 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 It's us you're talking about. <laughs> we can't talk about psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? <laughs> so if some particular, I think pe- that'd be light at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. some particular people that you may know, if they were going to take. A psychedelic. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend the first time psychedelic user to to dive into? Um, probably, uh, you know, um, I would say, I'd probably say the easiest one, the the indigenous one, is the mushrooms. Yeah. You know? Those uh, probably I think they've just been decriminalized in Colorado. Really. And. Yeah. Um, they're being used for a lot of different medicinal uh, practice or study right now, understudy right now. <clears throat> but um, I think that you'll see that you know eventually decriminalized here in Florida, or Hopefully. or maybe even sold to um to because I think a lot of people have had luck with it. You know, as far as treating um, anxiety and depression, um, I know for uh, definitely um, people facing. Uh, like end of life issues and stuff has been like a a godsend basically and so it makes you like think somebody like, on hospice taking it is that what you mean like somebody's on hospice knowing they're about to die they, they prescribed them mushrooms yeah or that's, that's they, awesome yeah that's so crazy to me that there's something like that on this planet that we can consume and it makes us feel completely a different way yeah it grows comes out of just it, really it comes out of feces the end yeah. of the cycle of life you know oh, like you die wow. shit you get shit Jay. like you're on the fucking yeah. feces like <laughs> damn i didn't even think about that fuck it's i didn't the, either until i said it yeah the cycle the cycle oh man you are the beginning you are the end yeah that's crazy I, if you don't leave from nothing in this pod if you don't find god in this podcast then i don't know what <laughs> happened to you because we all just found god earlier yeah, well, <laughs> like we, we know did. who god is now yeah <laughs> Don't tell me Damn. you can't go places. I'm glad without, we talked about this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, come on. There is a uh, yes. Yeah. When uh, people say there are multiple ways, there are multiple ways. You do not have to. You do not have to take drugs to find enlightenment. Yeah. You can open your. You can open your heart and you can find it. I I would love to do the mushrooms one day, man. Just because of what what just seems to be tied to it. It, it sounds. Pretty f- like what seems I'm like seeking. you finally connect with this thing that we're in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. That seems like it's taking it a bit far, but um, I definitely feel uh, I can if I'm able to speak freely. It's always uh, you know, just one of those things. But I feel like uh, I feel like when you get close to something, you feel it. 
and you know it's real and that makes you you that makes me beam up with like a like a pride or some kind of uh knowing mm. you know that feel, it feels real sure assured of myself inside but it's um it's not always there it's a, it's a constant a battle you know a battle i think with with myself to feel that you know you know unashamed or or un embarrassed to be yourself yeah and um i think there's certain things out there that help us with that that you can use you know like different naturally occurring um molecules basically that that will help you you know if yeah. you take something you might you might see something of course if you take some kind of psychedelic you could um break something in there you could uh yeah is That's that a real scary. possibility? I think it's a very, very yeah. real thing, and I've seen, you know, I've seen evidence of of the sort. Uh, yeah, see, uh, you can't be abusive too. of these things. Things are meant to be taken this... with um, with reverence, you know. I think. You yeah. think they just get lost in wherever they go? Maybe, maybe some kind of. Do you think know. it's like abuse, or do you think? Because I I've heard cases where it's like they did it once, yeah, and it snapped. So it's like not even necessarily abuse. It's like it, but some people it does. You go, you know, it's like if you got your great grandpa was schizophrenic, yeah, you would, and not you take it. shrooms. Well, I think what he's saying is just the abuse of actually doing the drugs. What if doing them too much? Yeah, I, I thought you meant just like doing them in general. Oh well, I I think that's what JC's talking about. Like if some somebody did it once and and became schizophrenic yeah. because it was maybe in his family in his yeah. gen, genes. Like some yeah. people just can't. But that's scary because you don't know if you're one of them. Like maybe right. there is a sign. Maybe it's like you're going too deep, and like you're like just you're now you're starting to abuse the thought pattern you have. It's like let me maybe I could take this and I could break to the next. Maybe those are the people that lose mm-hmm. it. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's just like you're calmly seeking. Like you can just take them. Right. Maybe. You get too deep, and then you eventually just get lost. And eventually. You're like, I can't so. find my way back. Yeah, it's like taking too much fentanyl or something. It's like, oh, you can take like this fucking microscopic piece, but if you take the piece the size of a pencil lead, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's some crazy shit, isn't it? That's why I say George Floyd died of. Oh, well, it's a knee to the neck. I thought it was a white man. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Either what was way. he? Uh, he was uh, he had fentanyl in yeah, the system? Yeah, super. He, uh, well, there's a video of him going down. And they freeze the frame, and it's got a big white patch on his tongue, like he was trying to take it before they, you know, got to him. Oh! And uh, he had he had taken that and was resisting arrest, and was like telling the officers that he couldn't breathe to begin with, you know, like and the people that I guess done the autopsy said that he had enough fentanyl in his system. If he was at home and took that much, he would be dead. So they're saying that's what the cause of death is. Which, if we get in conspiracies, that's what's gonna what's gonna happen because he took too much to, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. they're gonna walk. You know what I mean? E- even though I think it's super fucked up that they need on that guy's neck, it, did, it definitely didn't help the situation. But the cause of death is gonna be the fentanyl overdose. So he and these guys overdosed. are gonna yeah. These guys are gonna walk. These officers are gonna walk, and we're gonna get it. It's gonna get worse. What's gonna happen? And that's gonna be right after Trump wins. Yeah, so it's gonna be justified, but people aren't wanting justice necessarily right now. We're wanting we're wanting people to cave to public opinion. We're not when it's not necessarily justice we're seeking. We're looking for affirmation. Yeah, and that's where we're getting at. You know, it's getting dangerous. Like of course, like them that dude's a piece of shit, and fuck it, sacrifice him if we got if we got to. But when we start that pattern of just whatever we think's wrong, yeah, not looking for justice, that's where we get that's where we go sideways.
That's what I'd love to go look for David Justice. There you go, David Justice. Center fielder for the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, Braves, right? Yeah. Let's go. One of my favorite players of all time. That, was it us that went on that uh, spill about old baseball players? <laughs> yeah. Man, hell yeah. We yeah. almost did it again. Oh, I'm not, man. We were right on the cusp of how, doing you it know how many? You know, there's a few people that hit me up saying that was awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed the uh, – they were like, I enjoyed the baseball trip. Oh, dude, you know what I was thinking about the other day? <laughs> that, that I found? That was a trip, man. I found all my old football cards. Ooh. And I'm, oh. lo- I'm just looking through these, like, three-ring binders of all these old cards, and I'm like, man, I can't believe I still got all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I found I've, – I've got uh, all my baseball cards that – or, well, not all that I, that I ever had. I used to collect, but – I've got them at my parents' house in storage there. Nice. As I'll go up and look at that stuff, you know, it's awesome. You know, to the three ring binders, yeah. the, the price guides. Man. Yeah, it's, the, it's probably that. nostalgia more than the money. You know what I mean? That's worth. What kind of? Oh, I don't even know what the. Yeah, I don't yeah, even. It's just have looking at it, worth. being like, I remember in '96, me looking at this, and the smell outside was kind of faint. You know what you I mean? Like you start thinking shit. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. What'd you have? Did you have anything? Oh, dude, I was a collector. If you name a card, I probably Terrell had it. Owens. Yeah, T.O. autograph. Uh... Oh, you got autographs and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You 100%. went to the you went to the shows. You went to the sh- car a, shows. I bought a bunch of them. Like I bought a bunch of them from how that no, from like card shops. Oh, so you're, so oh, you're okay. So, okay. So you're a card collector in two thousand four. Is that fair to say? Uh oh yeah. Okay, yeah, two thousand four. What's the life of a car? That that's a thing that happened that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, that was big. That was huge. People were, you knew people was like, man, he collects this. Yeah, that was a thing back in like the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, back yeah. in high school, man, that was a, that was a shit. All right, for the car collector out there, take well, us. Well, it, start, the it started with the Pokemon, the Pokemon, Pokemon stuff, like we talked. Yeah, we go. I, I collected that whole set, and I just liked it so much, and I was like, I the football cars kind of grabbed me in that same kind of, or it might have been the. Football cards first, and then the Pokemon. I can't remember exactly, because I got into football cards pretty early. Yeah, and uh, I just, I mean, I just like, like, because I love sports, man. Yeah. So I'd have like a little piece of the sport with me all the time. Like, man, I got this Ladanian Tomlinson rookie card. Okay. Yeah. I got this Marshall Falk rookie card. Boy, you got a Marshall Falk card. That's, That's cool. That's big. You know, the first time he ever came into the league, I got that card. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And exactly. You're like, oh man, yeah, look how yeah. young Marshall Falk is right there. That's crazy. Yeah, and it had his stats on the bat. You flipped it over. I got a Roy Jones Jr. rookie card. Have oh, you ever okay. even heard of that? No, no. I didn't know that. Well, I guess you do have your rookie year in boxing. <laughs> well, just the fact of getting a <laughs> yeah. boxing trading card. I, they yeah. don't make very many of those. I didn't no. think so. That's yeah. crazy. I never heard anybody collecting boxing cards. Oh yeah, I got a George Foreman rookie card. Wow. See that? You know what I mean? Like I wish things like that history. would come back. Yeah. I wish pieces. Like, I wish things like that would come back. Me too. Like yeah. it's nineteen. 19- 82 blah 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 comes out it's this card now you got get get that or say it's 2020 uh patrick mahomes throws for 700 yards in one game and blah 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 and you go you know get the car if they did make it i don't even know if they do but you go get that card yeah and now in 2032 you pass it off to your son or whatever in 2075 he's got the patrick mahomes card that threw that blah 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 yep Man, how awesome is that? They, that should come back. That should be a thing. Like that, like you it's said, like printing history. history. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is, man. There's value in history if I we love just that. do it to hold to build to hold on to something to be able to hold on to. Yeah, yeah exactly. You pass it down. It's like, man, this is this was that. You know? I would yeah. love to show y'all some of the stuff I got. I'd like man. to see it, man. I love that kind of shit. I, I have Michael Jordan baseball cards. I had I had the White Sox baseball I, card. I had that card. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, man, I remember. I, I had some baseball cards. I wasn't like I couldn't say I was super big collecting, but I remember being a kid and like people. Let like me love it. I loved baseball when I was a kid. I loved watching yeah. it. I loved it's everything awesome. about it. So at like six or seven, when I had birthday parties or you know did good in a baseball game, people knew or thought to give me baseball cards sometimes. That was a thing. That was yeah, like a gift. Of you'd open, you'd open a bag and you have some baseball cards. Oh, sure. Bro. And you'd be crunk. You'd be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You see that top one? Don you open Lewis. Up, man? Uh, yes. Oh, man. That was the Dondrous. <laughs> yeah. Delano oh, man. This shields. is clear. Oh, my God. He got me an upper, upper deck. deck. Ooh. Got me that upper deck, son. Let's That's go. the top. That's the top. Because most man. people will be like, if they really like you, they get you the tops. Yeah. You know be what cool. I mean? But most of the time, you're going to get that Fleer. Or that, yeah, um, that Donruss. Donruss, yeah. You know, it's going to be mm-hmm. one of those two. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, somebody spring and gets you that upper, upper deck. deck. And then you, you That's the like, best oh. card name. They had the best yeah. gloss. You yeah. got the best gloss, bed card stuff. They look pretty. Oh, they Everything look Everything was great. Oh. Man, what a time, right? What a time, man. man you have you a piece of bubble that? gum up in the pack? Nope. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that I got chew. that. Uh, Dude, I got that um, Ken Griffey Jr. Fleer rookie card. Me too. Oh, you, all the right. young Ken yes. Griffey. Yeah, mm. the earliest one, I think, was the Fleer. It was the earliest one. Hey, Neil knows his stuff, okay. man. I know I'm listening. Because there's other rookie cards. That's the thing. Mm. But what you want <laughs> is you want that first edition, just first like edition. we were talking yeah. about with the, with the Pokemon. Yeah. And Fleer was the first person who dropped the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Boom. So you could have a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie. Yeah. I've got a Ken Gif- but I got Griffey Jr. rookie. But your rookie card kind of ain't the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the first one, bro. I got that one that came out first. You just got yeah. the copy. See, man. That, that's, that's, you know, that's you know what? what? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was on the other end. If I had the other end, I was like, damn, he's got the Fleer. You know what I mean? Like, at the same time, as much as you won in this. Mm-hmm. Like, now I got something to go get. Right. I got to get it now. Like, that's the funnest part, though, yes. is going and hoping you get it. You know, like, the whole getting it. Not even having it was the best. It was getting that bitch. Yes. It was like, oh, man. Then you finally find that thing. Oh. Or you hit him with the ultimate finesse, and you go back and you say, <laughs> oh, I know this dude likes the Yankees. Mm. I got a Jorge Posada rookie Okay, card. Jorge Posada. Say, hey, bro. I know you love the Yankees. You got a Jorge Posada rookie? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'll give you a Jorge Posada rookie and this Dondrous Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card if I can get that Man. Fleer Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Boom. Work Solid dumb. Trade. Yeah, Man, I'll see, take that because I still got the two. Bring on the cookie, son. Yeah. Man. Oh man! How that's great is that moment, man? That, you're, ca- you're capturing at least three emotions in that moment, yeah, so that's why it feels man. so good. I'm telling you, yeah, man, it is. That is the truth, man. Then the trades and like you knew what they liked, but they felt like they won too. You know, you got the Jorge Posada right. now. You know what I mean? Right. I'm I from New both. York. You know, yeah. I grew up in New York or whatever. You know what I mean? Now you got the you know, but like now you got that Griffey. And man, it was the best. It was awesome. Trading was awesome. Uh, trading was awesome. And yeah. do you remember when they came out with? Pieces of the jersey. Mm-mm. Pieces of the jersey on the trading card. Game worn jerseys. Um, pieces of the cloth crazy, on the dude. trading I card. About that though. And pieces of the bat. In uh, really? Oh well, yeah, in deep, baseball. Though. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. No, no I, I didn't, didn't know either. the bat and shit. Randy. There was a card one time in the card shop. Randy Johnson had thrown like a perfect game or something. And on the card was sand from the mound that he threw on the card. 
Dude, they had to really go overboard. They they <laughs> is. they were Piece, trying hard. Dude, by I'm then. serious, man. Stuff like that. Pieces of the base. Something like a like a uh, Ricky Henderson shard uh, of the base. breaks the stolen rec- uh, bases record. Yeah, and it's on a Ricky Henderson card with a piece of that actual base that he stole. Damn. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that stuff went how, deep. How about man. this? And I got a, I got a lot of stuff like that. That's what you I'm need saying. to pull That's that out one night. You need to bring that. Yeah. But like, how about when you're going through somebody's deck, whether it be Pokemon or baseball, or whatever? But just the symbolizing of the the clear slip. Oh you got, yeah. You seen that deck opening? You seen that clear slip? You're like, okay, that'd be a hard. Yeah. Whatever that is, <laughs> that's gonna be a pretty good card. And they get to it, and you're like, damn, what you seeing? You holding it like this and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, those were the man. I, I that missed that. That is some nostalgia right there. Oh that, my dude. god, I missed that. That that's uh, part of that magic. When boy. you seen that hard case, that's part of that magic. You're like, oh, that's gonna be a good one. And uh, and like right before you get to it, you be like, oh, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? And then you're looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Oh, 57, 58, 59. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He about to have that holographic cipher. Oh, there Get it to, is. That'd one, be two, hard. <gasps> Damn, you got the holographic cipher. Oh, yeah. I pulled it out of a pack, too. <laughs> yeah, no, you no, didn't. Man. No, oh, yeah. you didn't. All them I did, dogs. too. I swear. Where'd you buy the pack at? Yeah. Academy? <laughs> going to Academy. Now we oh, had we to go. to go to Mama, Academy. come on. We got to go to Academy. Why? Walmart. They got them at Walmart. No. Academy, man. Joseph said he got the motherfucking side scyther. Yeah. Holographic, got, too. Oh, Open it up. Whirlpool. Oh, Fuck. Oh, Mama, I, gotta I got to get another 10 one. Whirlpools. <laughs> man, you know what's crazy, Ain't anybody though. trying to trade for a Whirlpool? I got a Ratchu. Man, yeah. ain't nobody going to trade you no Ratchu for no Whirlpool. Yeah. That's crazy. Stuff like that, man. You that's awesome. That? That's but that's I didn't wild. do the Pokemon thing, but I did hear a lot of people got into cards right, from that. We yeah. had a whole, ep- we had half an episode about yeah. it the other day. I mean, I, obviously he was in it. I didn't think he was until then. Yeah. I was in it. My brother was in it. My cousin, it was huge for us when I was a kid. But it was also like that. I'm telling you, with the trading cards, no, it was with, the same way. Yeah, with the baseball? Yeah. Anything. I mean, I you, know, want that's that Scott, what, you want that Scottie Pippen? Um, oh, yeah. And sometimes you that's take like, some. You send a clear slip. I, yeah. It didn't matter what it was talking about. Right. You just knew somebody was in there yeah something yeah no, i know it tripped me out the first time i ever got a game worn jersey of anything was a kevin garnett warm-up okay. card Timberwolves. piece of yeah when he played for the Timberwolves, okay. a piece of his warm-up and i remember getting the card got it out of a pack that's why i thought it was the coolest card i ever got because mm. i actually pulled it instead of going to a store and buying it yeah because it'd be like jewelry you know what i'm saying you go to the car you go to the um thing be like damn look at that card right there Hey, let me buy that card. It's yeah. $12. All right, yeah, I got you. Like, all right, I got this card. But there's no better feeling than pulling it yourself out Free. of the pack. Free, basically. Yeah, yep, you feel like right. even though you spent whatever on the pack, you got this card for free. Got the lucky he'd be one. going for fifteen. That's yeah. your story right there. Yeah. Yep. That's the That's this is what they're doing nowadays though. And that and and we've talked about Madden before. And on Madden, that's what they're trying to recapture. And even NBA, 2K, uh, FIFA, all these new video games, that's what they're doing. It's cards. It's it's cards. You can trade them. You can sell them. But now they're virtual cards. Now they're virtual cards. I was going to say, I play a virtual card game like... uh where you, yeah, like, yeah, I guess you, you're battling with cards. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Same, same concept. With okay. Madden, you get like a, you'll get a 19 or 2007 uh, Michael Vick. You know, he's going for $2 million, but you get to open these packs and hope you pull them. Sometimes you might pull something. Most of the time, no. But if you want to buy them, 
he's this amount of money on the on the auction block. But you do these, play these games, win by these scores, play these challenges, you get coins. So eventually, you man, you know, you can buy little packs, flip cards, get to the Michael Vick. That's the that's the addictive concept of the whole Madden Ultimate Team NBA, all these new games. But it's still, I mean, I, I admire it because it's bringing back the thing we're talking about. Yeah, that's the only thing there's around right now is that, and it's virtual and everything. But I mean. What we're talking about right now, man. I'm see. I, I seek it. You know what I mean. And the that's nostalgic what feeling. Exactly. Yes. And uh, that's the only. There ain't no trading cards out there. I mean, I, I, I bet imagine that will be something. a thing. Whenever our kids get older, they'll be like, "Man, you remember this one time on Madden? Whenever I pulled a Michael Vick yeah. Elite. I hope so. Do you remember that? At least they get some of it, right? I know, but that's just wild. Yeah, but it. they get some of it. I mean, you 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 would hope somebody get to feel that, you know, right? When you pull that. You know, whatever, or made that trade for Griffey. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. you hope somebody gets to feel that in some way. Like if it's virtual, then I guess so be it. At least it's still at least the I, the idea of a great feeling. It is. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, we can. I mean, any ending phrases? We're over two hours. He just was that. making me think about records too, because mm. that's such a nice way to collect music. Yeah, and. It reminds me of baseball cards too. Like so, so you, you would be collecting records like, oh man, I need this album. Yeah, Does fuck anybody yeah. got this? Yeah, you know, Zeppelin, whatever. People get way deep, way deep, way deeper than I can even imagine <laughs> with it. So I'm I'm very light. I mean, my shit is still like in packaging, so, but I'll buy stuff and just keep it because I don't have a, a record set up yet, record player set up yeah. yet. Are there just like certain records in your head that you want? Mm-hmm. See, man, there was a What's guy. A- Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry. talking to one. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, what is like the top record that you want that you don't have? That I don't have? Mm, right now? Uh, I mean, I guess it could change day to day, uh, but I've, I've, I really want like, uh, um, like the, uh, for instance, the Metallica Black album. I don't have that on vinyl. I've got Injustice for All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning. I'd love to have the Black album. That's one that I can just think of right, right off the top of the head. Yeah. yeah. But there's, you know, and you, and I could get one of those fairly easy, but that's one of these things that are also just like the cards. Like, prices are always going up and down on them, and, like, you can get a first edition if you want to. You can get, you know, because they've made them all like that. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese pressing instead of American pressing, you know, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. That's it, Yeah. That to think about it, it t- if connecting music to this whole value system with these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a rapper named Nipsey Hussle. He's dead now. He got killed. Yeah, R.I.P. But the yeah, R.I.P. Great uh, genius as far as just marketing and businessman, think, right? Businessman, hundred percent genius, absolute genius. But he had this method in which he's talking about with you wanting the Metallica Black album. He did this album, and he made you know the album, and he made. It was before he really got famous, but he had like a cult type fan base. So he charged a hundred for the album, hundred dollars per album. And people thought he was crazy about it. And he was like, nah, this is going to work. You know, I get these amount of fans and stuff. And these people really hang on to what I'm saying. I sell it for a hundred dollars a piece. And now that he's dead, people are buying that album like crazy. Oh, and man. all that money is going to his estate. A hundred dollars a pop. You do 10. He's like, you do $10,000 at a hundred, a hundred dollars an album. That's a hundred grand. That's the way he was thinking about. That's he got and bro, it. he did it. That's crazy. I'm telling you, man. It was fucking genius. Bro. It is. Like a hundred dollar album. 
now that he's dead, it's even higher. But people were buying it at the time, and he's like, right. If people really fuck with you, they really support what you're saying. Like you telling them something, and and they support you, they'll spend a hundred bucks. That's his thought, and everybody was like, "You're fucking crazy." Yeah, nah. can't sell a CD nah. for over ten bucks. Now, now go look for that album that was a hundred bucks then. I bet it's selling for a grand, I'm, right? Yeah. Or- I mean, I don't know, but I'm wow. sure. Wow, so you can't even hear the music unless you have that album? Well, he sold it hard copies, yeah. It was just like, like he's saying, it's memorabilia. Like, it's like, I got this. So he didn't put a version of this online or he no. had, okay. No, it was a hard yeah. copy album. You had to buy the album. See, and it I was out of his the, trunk, basically, at the time. I so think even that's like to this day, you can't hear do. it on YouTube? No. No, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know that for sure. But at the time, no. It was, I mean, this was before he blew up. Uh, it's probably about eight years, nine, ten years ago. Man, that's wild. It's almost like you're buying a painting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was genius. It was genius of what he, what you were saying with the music and stuff. I mean, Just that's what I'm saying. Nipsey Hustle, people, you know, he died by gang violence, all that. You know, you can blame him for being ignorant in that aspect. But the dude was a genius, bro. When it came to business and just knowing what to do and, and being so intellectually gifted to make music that he knew resonated with people, I mean, he was genius. He was a genius. He owned uh, numerous levels. Yeah, it sounds all, like. all, just he was just like, as far as this business shit and music shit and all that, he was a jack of all trades. He had it all mastered. That would be wild if you were just like, hey, I'm making a thousand albums and then that's it. Yeah. Hundred bucks a pop. I'm not making an infinite amount of uh, yeah. records. Hundred grand right there. Just a thousand right. people. Everybody, like, man, are you being serious? Yes. Yeah. That's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll buy one. Yeah. Hundred dollars. Because you might make it. Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, from scratch, then yeah. But I mean, he had built a a base. Yeah. No, I'm just. Yeah. But no, but you're you're right. I mean, I mean, I, I thought about the idea too. Oh, uh, you know, tool. I got like six friends. That's six hundred bucks. <laughs> I do get, I do, I do get the concept. You know, yeah. it's just like somebody giving giving it away free on the internet. It's almost yeah. like the exact opposite. It's, it's incredibly yeah. selfish and kind of nasty. You know, kind of ugly to do that to your fans. I get that too, but like as far as just just brilliant i think it was brilliant i mean if people yeah i don't think if fault. people feel like that then yeah, it's probably like, not exactly but po- other people got that idea about him they're like you're a, you know fuck and he you. said well you're not my real fan then yeah exactly he's like fuck you he's like don't buy the album yeah and she like said it. oh yeah watch this all right sorry <laughs> r.i.p nipsey hustle <laughs> anybody got anything else to say we're at two and a half hours or two hours and eight minutes so Unless you want to keep going, I don't want to keep anybody too late. Oh, so. I'm good, man. I'm 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 good with I whatever. I got to piss again. That's why yeah, I feel bad. I definitely about. do too. And I, I as well. And so I have. We'll end it. And we'll continue the conversation. Yeah. But. Well, as always, Neil comes on and he shuts shit down. We always have a good conversation. So we hope check you out enjoyed the groove yourself. and Bruton. Check out uh, Burning. Fern I love all you people. Album coming soon. Oh yeah, thank you, man. Plug us real quick. Plug us real quick. Oh yeah, Burning Fern is. uh, We've gotten. um, We've done some music during this uh, quarantine, and we're gonna try to put it out uh, early next year. So we're we're looking to go in the studio real soon. And uh, Southern Heartburn, right? Is no, this is Burning Fern. This is Burning, a different okay, project. Burning Fern, so, okay, I'm yeah. thinking the album would be Burning Fern or something. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I, we we don't even have a, a title yet, so yeah. we're just we're just gearing up for Burning the Fern untitled. Time. Yeah. Well, keep up with Neil. I'm sure if you go fuck with the groove and you support the groove, you'll find Neil. So. Uh, and also, real quick, I know you keep trying to do it, and I apologize, but it's okay. Um, Moscow has moved up to our number one 
listen <laughs> listening area. <laughs> so yeah. whoa, I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know if it's interesting analytics so here. In, they don't even understand what we're saying. <laughs> do Russians speak uh, American? <laughs> no, no, it's look like Lusloving. Well, they're listening for some reason. Yeah, I think they're. You know, I think we got to talk about Trump a little too much, and they were like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> but kind of interesting. Hello, hello, know. Moscow. Yeah, hello, Moscow. <laughs> Go follow Southern Heartburn, Neil Jackson. Blessings, blessings, <laughs> yes. my man. That's the way to get out of here. I hope you all enjoy your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got something from it. Until next time, this is the Predetermined Acts of Randomness podcast, and we are out.